0: It's a disease and i the cure. Welcome to another episode of Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I am John Wayne. With me, as always, of course, Christopher Triana. Chris, how are you?
1: How are you, my good man? How are you? How are you? What's the haps?
0: Uh, I'm good, man. I'm I'm doing. Uh, you know, I, actually, I'm not. I'm not drinking during this episode. I don't what? think. Uh, we'll see what happens at the break. But, dude, I uh, we could talk about it when we talk. Whoa. We're going to talk about the Splatterpunk Awards. But, uh, man, did I uh, overindulge this weekend.
1: Did you?
0: Uh, Oh, my goodness gracious. Six alive, sir. Six Uh, What a time it was. But I also, before we get into that, I mean, um, in my ever-growing quest to put together what I think your wardrobe would be through the pieces of things I see you wear, here you're wearing something new, a Big Trouble in Little China tank top.
1: Uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, I am. Um, I I, I wore it uh, in honor of the things we're going to talk about on the show, but uh, it's actually, it's a new tank top it's the the tank top the fu man shoe on that uh, jack burton wears in the movie um it's new but it's a replacement because i had a one and it, i wore it so much and you know and it's a white tank top that there were like yellow pit stains on the sides and they're yeah. like you know uh, burn holes in it i don't even know why i don't even smoke but somehow they got in there and of course there's like lipstick from all of the ladies you Ooh, know of so course. like it it was ruined, so I had to get a new one. So this is one that was brand spanking new, uh, uh, the replacement for the one I had to retire. So yeah,
0: it's very nice. And I also I don't know if we've mentioned this out loud, but you know this podcast is proudlo- proudly proudly uh, a non-sleeved podcast. We are no sleeves attached. It this kind
1: podcast. of is. I mean, at no, least it really for, is. There's no uh, episodes we're yeah. wearing sleeves. Yeah. Well, I mean <clears> that's because it's so fucking hot. Like you never wear sleeves. That's your thing. Um, I uh you'll see as the as the show goes on, when it gets into the uh um you know fall, it, it's gonna be cold as shit. Um and so I will be wearing sleeves because uh, I live in a, a farmhouse that's over a hundred years old. That's no joke, I'm not exaggerating. It's over a hundred years old. Uh so in the summer it gets really hot upstairs. Uh, and so I want to apologize to our listeners. If you're hearing some, like, staticky feedback, that's my AC uh, window unit going. I have to have it. Otherwise, I'm going to suffocate trying to do this show. Uh, so, um, yeah. Yeah. Chris, so, but, Chris so, has you know, to have it or else he can't do this show. I can't. God damn it. I can't. I'll be. I, I'll, I'll do it. But I'll just. It'll be like me talking about Ralph's the whole time. It'll be dang, like that level of great. anger, you know, and you don't want that. Nobody wants no. that. And uh, I understand that. I was actually
0: because I was going to bring up about your AC thing. We talked briefly about how uh, you know you were without power for several days. Uh, six fucking and, days, dude. Six, yeah. six days because of the the storms in in, in your undisclosed location. Yeah. Uh, but and we were Very kind good. of texting back and forth. And I know your Florida story blows mine out of the way, but I I went without power for 19 days when Hurricane Ike hit yeah. Houston, and uh, it was it was awful. Uh, And my like my ex-wife at the time, my ex-wife, she traveled for a job. So as soon as like it went back, like she started traveling. So She's all over the place. I'm stuck at this house, dude, that's just Uh, hot in the middle of fucking end of summer. It's August, Texas, dude. And so I would go at night to go to sleep. I would take a cold shower, like just get in the shower cold and just get in there. Let myself my body temperature. Take a shot of NyQuil and jerk off while I was in there, and Super. then run and try to get in my bed and like lay on the top of the bed and go to sleep as quick as I could. Did you jerk but,
1: off into the NyQuil?
0: No, no. I mean, it was non exclusive Like I would,
1: you know. I think uh, they, I, I think they call that, that a, I a that? minty. I think they, I think they call that a minty Ron, when you jerk off into NyQuil and like drink it. It's kind of like a hot toddy, but uh, but now where for... do you get
0: the Ron from? Because that's interesting. I think. <laughs> Ron Howard, of course. Oh, oh! Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, a minty Ron. A minty Ron. That's the official drink of vital social issues and stuff with Chris <laughs> and John Wayne, the minty Ron. Oh everybody. my God! Raise oh a minty God. Ron to each other and let's. <laughs> no, but dude, oh, that sucks. Uh, that yeah, yeah, to have no AC or no like, there's not even any no. wind. In Texas at uh, that well, time, I... it's just dead.
1: Well, with my situation, it was it was pretty bad. Uh, yeah, the tropical tropical storm Isaiah or Isaiah or however you, however they're pronouncing it, um, Isaiah, it came oh, oh, yes. Are you done? It came through, and uh, and like we didn't expect it to be anything, you know. And it really wasn't that bad. It didn't rain and like you know flood us or anything like that. Uh, but the wind, because the, I don't know, like we haven't had a lot of rain. And so like the wind just knocked trees down all over the fucking place. And uh, that took down a bunch of power lines. And in my particular town, the, uh, power infrastructure was damaged. And so they had to fix that before they could even fix the street power. Uh, some places in nearby towns, they're still without power. Uh, here it is like seven days later. So I was out for six days. I lost all the food in my fridge. I was sweating my ass off and, um, Uh, but, but I will say the first couple of days wasn't so bad because summer doesn't get too bad for the most part up North where I live. Um, it's, uh, you know, like it was like 75, 80 degrees most days, but the heat wave really started to kick in now. And it was like 95 today. So thank the fuck Christ. I got my AC back and, uh, shouts out to, uh, Kelly. Uh, she's my dog sitter and friend and she invited me to stay over at her place, um, uh, that, that, that last night, cause she didn't have power either, but like we both told each other, Hey, once whoever gets power first, we're staying at each other's house. And, uh, and that was also great because, uh, she had several dogs there that I got to play with and uh, including a happy little pit puppy, uh, who I was really, really happy to, to meet. So now,
0: now that's nice. That's like one of those, you know what? Hey, if we're both single in 20 years, we're getting married,
1: <clears throat> you know. And I
0: love a good meat cute, as I've said before. A um, meat uh, cute? A good meat cute. What's that? You know where it's a cute where you meet somebody and it's a cute meeting. Anyway, oh, don't worry about it. Thinking, That's a different like, podcast.
1: I was thinking like like steaks and chops, like a meat cute, you know. Are you talking uh, about a meat cube? Uh, cube or meat-cube? okay, a meat cube. Yeah. yeah let's get okay. some meat cubes. Um, let's
0: make some. Let's make some stew. <clears throat> so, you didn't try to like cook all the food in your fridge? Like, you didn't do like one of those, we got to make my, a chili stew my, or so- My stove is electric.
1: Oh, you bitch. God damn yeah, it. Dude. I know. <laughs> but I mean, at least I didn't, at least I'm not on a well. You know, like I was, I did have water. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ice cool. cold. Like you were saying, I was taking the cold showers, ice cold showers. Uh, but, um, but you know, a lot of people I know, you know, they, they were on a well and so they couldn't even flush their toilets. You know, it, it was bad. It was really bad. Uh, and the power company was, enormously unprepared for this and became this whole big political thing. Uh, but anyway, that's all I really want to say about it. It sucked. It's over. I'm really happy today was my first day off, uh, from my, uh, day gig. And, uh, you know, I really enjoyed it. I was able to write again because, you know, I, I, I have a desktop, I don't have a laptop, so I couldn't write. Uh, and that just makes me antsy. And then, uh, of course, um, on top of, uh, Uh, the power being out a lot of the um mobile uh the cellular towers were fucked up uh so i i could barely get internet i could only get it if i like really get a decent connection on my phone you know like if i went to um if i went out of town i went to the next town over and then uh and the same thing with uh, uh, cellular service. Like I had trouble getting texts, and the calls were choppy. So it was a whole mess. Uh, and mm. it came at like the worst possible time because uh, the Splatterpunk Awards were this weekend. Um, you know, listeners, you're hearing this much later, but in in our dimension, it was yeah. uh, it was recent. Mm. It was just uh, this week, past weekend, it, two it days ago. It was Past yeah. weekend, and so I um I was supposed to be part of panels and do a reading. And, uh, yeah, I broke my heart. I had to reach out to wrath, uh, wrath, James white. And I had to tell him, and I was like, dude, I, I, I can't do it. I can't get internet service. I can't even, even on my phone, I couldn't get like zoom to work or anything. So I was screwed and I couldn't do it. Uh, and I, I apologize to those people who are looking forward to hearing me. Uh, and, uh, and I also apologize to everybody uh, you know, Wrath uh, and everybody who invited me to do this, I appreciate it. And I'll definitely be back next year. Hopefully next year it'll be in person anyway. It'll be in the flesh.
0: So Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I know we didn't tell you this before, but Wrath called me up. And yeah. he was like, J.W., throw on some chops. I need you to Triana it up for me. So yeah. I actually did you in all of your panels. I did your reading. You didn't uh, I gave a tearful speech at mm-hmm. one point. Um <clears throat> So uh, so
1: it was like... Are you making there. fun of me because I got choked up when I got my award and I talked about my nana?
0: No. All right, good. Making go fun of you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of making fun of you about that. No. <clears throat> no, it's every it goddamn suck.
1: day with this shit. It
0: it does suck. You weren't, you couldn't be there. I was I was part of a panel and I was actually staying in a hotel this past weekend like I was at Killer Con without Killer Con.
1: Like you, like you didn't have power at home. <laughs> kind of.
0: <laughs> It I could not
1: even get a hotel, dude. They're all booked up. Yeah. Oh, I bet.
0: Yeah, yeah. This was just like a random thing that it was supposed to be like a like a writing retreat or something, just like a weekend to get away or do, you know, like because I haven't been able to travel, you know. And I go there and it just, dude, first of all, I like I was telling you earlier, I got so fucking hammered on Friday. Nick B yeah. came over to the hotel and you know how we get howdy mm. we drank all night before i knew it it was like five in the morning i was like god damn it yeah. so i crawl in bed at like six dude i was hungover as fuck the next day and and it was like getting close to when i had to do my panel on drugs the bukowski yeah effect.
1: yeah and i was yeah. like it's, yeah it was uh, the panel was about drugs and you wonder why you're asked to do it
0: <laughs> i was like dude i've gotta i, I have to get drunk again because that's it. That's so the only way you're
1: going to feel better. Slammed the
0: right beer and then started sipping on another one. I saved one quart of this Yellow Rose beer that I had that was hardcore. And I popped that when we started. And I drank that and like two more beers during the panel. By the time the panel was over, I felt great, dude. There you uh, go. It was excellent. But uh, we missed you. We missed you. Do you want to talk about the Splatterpunk Awards? I mean, you're you won last year. You're passing off the torch, if you will. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I was up for um, best novel this year for Toxic Love, uh, and I was really honored about that. I was really happy about that. That to be nominated again, that was really cool. But um, at the same time, and I and I said this to to Keen when he told me I was nominated too. I told him I was like, well, you know, I'm really happy to be nominated, but I really want someone else to win uh, for two reasons. One is I don't want everyone to hate me. If I you know by winning twice in a row, I wouldn't want all the other authors to hate me. Uh, but for two, uh, winning the Splatterpunk Award was really wonderful for me uh, emotionally and career wise. Uh, it was a big deal. And it and, you know, like it, it made me really, really happy to be acknowledged by my peers like that, and I wanted someone else to experience that, uh, to to enjoy that, you know. And I'm really happy to say that uh, Christine Morgan uh, won best novel this year for Lake House Infernal. And it's funny because on the last show we were talking about this. That was our book of the week. Uh, no, no, it no, oh, no. was I mean, visceral. Yeah, but I mentioned uh, I mentioned Lake House Infernal because. I was talking about how you know she took up the reins for Edward Lee and continued his City Infernal saga, um, and and how like if that doesn't prove she's awesome, nothing does. And then sure enough, you know she ends up winning uh, best novel. So I'm really really happy for Christine. It's yeah, much definitely. deserved. Shout out Christine. Shout out Christine Morgan. Uh, Christine does a a lot for this genre. She contributes to contributes to it as an author. She also does uh, reviews for horror novel reviews. Pardon me. Uh, and uh, so she, you know, she's always promoting other authors uh, in the field. Uh, she's really a wonderful woman. And so, I, I mean, it couldn't have happened to a nicer person. I'm really happy for her.
0: Uh, uh, I, I, can I give, tell another Christine story real quick before we get off off of her? No, go um,
1: for
0: <clears throat> Just like another little insight into like how awesome of a woman she is. She was already like going to Bizarro Con when I started going she was a part of that community and dude like i would watch her walk around and she like had made so many personalized things for certain people like just all these people she knew everybody she made these dolls that looked like like michael allen rose and sada uh you know it it just like the incredible amount of care and she you could tell like she she just loved the community and and, and, through some hard times and all that
1: but I always, I always, I always,
0: always yeah. admired uh, her, and you know, looked up to her. And she's plus she's talented as hell. Um, you she know, is. So. she is. She uh,
1: is, and yeah, she went through some very tough times. I mean, we don't have to go over it all, but um, she did, man. She had, she had, you know, a lot of health issues. Um, and I, I will say, um, I was chatting with her uh, this morning. Um, uh, talking about because uh, we're both doing uh, well. I mean, they're, they're done. You know, we both have splatter westerns that are coming out uh, through uh, Deathhead's Death's Head Press, uh, and hers just came out today. So she's having oh, a shit. hell of a week, dude. She 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 wins the Punk award, and uh, and uh, now uh, the night silver river run red. It's kind of a, a, a mouthful, but the night silver river run red. Uh, is her Splatter Western, Horror Western, uh, and it's out now from Death's Head Head Press, so definitely check it out. Um, Really excited about it. I can't wait to read it uh, myself. I actually gave her a blurb uh, that she used on the cover, Um, and like I said, I haven't read the book yet um, because I I, I can't read electronically. I look at a screen so much doing my own writing uh, that I need a paperback copy, Um, and I wasn't able to get it from them in time. But I did give her a blurb just based on all the other stuff that I've read of hers. And uh, she slapped it on the on the front of the book. So that's really cool. I'm kind of honored to be on the front of there. Uh, and uh, I can't wait to read it. I ordered it immediately. And you should, too, everybody. Uh, so Christine Morgan, The Night, Silver, River, Run, Red. Yay! And
0: uh, just just that? to remind you one. That. That's okay. That I liked it. I'm going to actually isolate <laughs> that and use it on a soundboard. Okay. Um, but... <clears throat> You know, I'm still getting the blurb from you for my new book. The Your new book sucks. Christopher book Triana, sucks. Splatterbuck. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, cool. You I just want to make
0: sure we're still getting that. Thank you.
1: No, no. I will, I'll put that on everything you write, dude. Thank you. Wow. Even though I don't mean it. Yeah, that's great. I um, don't, mean it. I don't I mean it at all, but you I'm, seem to playful. like it. So. We're
0: playful, dude. This is fun.
1: We're playful. You know, that's like when you fall asleep and I drape my dick across your cheek. You know, it's just, it's all in all in fun.
0: Well, I mean, you did put ink on it, so at least I would, you know see it when i woke up so i was like oh he ran his dick over my face
1: well i outlined it and i was hoping you'd get a tattoo to commemorate it and forever remember but you didn't do that so because they didn't have a tattoo
0: artist there if they would have you know i would have done it i'd be like you know one of those soundcloud rappers with a dick tattoo on my face right now
1: for you well speaking of dicks on faces i want to bring up wes uh southard (laughs) Uh, <laughs> oh,
0: shouts out, Wes. <laughs> shouts out. <laughs>
1: uh, I love you, Wes. Um, I Wes. want to bring him up because his novella won for the road, <clears throat> won best novella, splatterpunk award. Uh, and I know he was shitting bricks. Like he was so nervous about uh, being nominated. Uh, and I'm really, really happy for the guy. You know, he, he won for his crazy story of a band that gets lost in a weird town and there's a duck with a giant dick. Uh, and so that's why I mentioned dicks, not because he likes to suck them so much. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bust balls of the Which people that fine. I really love.
0: Nothing so, wrong with
1: that. Uh, I'm just saying he does. He, he he knows that. He knows I love him. Um, also, um, best short story, and this is a this is the second win uh, for him. Ryan Harding, my man, who. Um, we're currently working on a collaboration together. I was working on it today because I'm finally done with my horror western. Um, he uh, won Best Short Story for a story called Angel Bait, which was featured in uh, The Big Book of Blasphemy. I have a story in this too, but it's not. I'm not just pushing it because of that. I'm pushing it because it's a great anthology by uh, Necro. Um, and uh, his story, Angel Bait, was brutal dude like like oh my god it really made me gag and to make me gag i mean i wrote body art dude it's it doesn't get nastier but uh, angel bait was really fucking gnarly uh and so if you're a fan of extreme horror pick up the big book of blasphemy read angel bait and read the other stories uh but uh yeah it's it's really well deserved uh for him uh couple others i just want to get through them um dirty rotten hippies the co- best collection by uh, uh brian, brian smith. smith my man brian smith this is also his second win last year he won uh best novella uh so i'm i'm really happy for him too he's he's awesome and he's uh you know definitely a bigger name than me and he's been super supportive of my stuff he really likes my stuff genuinely and uh he's given me blurbs left and right and i love the guy so thanks brian uh and um uh, best anthology was, and hell followed Death's Head Press. And you're in that one, aren't Shouts you? That's out? Yes, I am in that. Um, yeah I was yeah. Uh,
0: talking about that. Congratulations to Death's Head Press, first of all, on that. I, I was talking about this on my other podcast. John Wayne lied to you comes out every Monday. Check it out if you'd like yep. don't know. <clears throat> but uh, that was a very cool thing for me to be a part of that uh, anthology because, I woke up one morning and I like was getting ready for work. Like I, you know, I was, I, when I, when I worked, I got up like 3am and I just have this message from this guy named Jared Barbie that I didn't really know. It just says, Hey man, I got a paying gig for you. You interested? And I'm like, well, what? kind of yeah. road <laughs> it, are we uh, is this
1: a donkey show uh,
0: so, but uh you know i hit him and he told me what it was you know and it was like an offer to be in this anthology and yeah. that was really cool for me i was like wow that's fucking badass so there's a lot of um, great
1: names in the anthology oh yeah
0: it's and it's full of so many great it's great to be in there with all these badass writers i mean there's well. no
1: names in there better than you know john wayne but uh there's some because there's some good ones
0: yeah there's some good people you know yeah. Uh yeah. yeah, I mean Flim Flam McGee is in there. I Believe he has a
1: Flim Flam McGee
0: McGee. McGee. It's a family name. Anyway, move uh, on. Uh, okay. It's, that one's in the special edition that's coming out actually. Okay. Do forward by them.
1: Well, uh the one other uh really noteworthy award of the night uh, pro- uh like in in a way like I would say this is the biggest the biggest. Um it's uh the uh JF Gonzalez Lifetime Achievement Award, and this goes out to people who um, did the most for the genre of extreme horror, splatterpunk, Uh, and that was awarded to Mr. Edward Lee, one of my personal heroes, Um, and he couldn't have been given to a more deserving guy. He is truly the king of splatterpunk, truly the king of extreme horror, so well-deserved, Mr. Lee. Uh, and, uh, that's pretty much it for the Splatterpunk Awards. Uh, so, so we can wrap that up.
0: Mr. Lee, Mr. Lee, Mr. Lee. Shouts out. Yeah, I can't, I remember when I first met Ed Lee, uh, three years ago at Scares at Care. And I was like, holy shit, that's Ed Lee sitting outside. We were like smoking cigarettes. And I just went up to him and introduced myself. Yeah. you know, and, uh, and now he always, he always talks to me. He always knows he's like, hey, is. like, he's a good dude.
1: No, he is a good dude. And he, uh, you know, I was on a. A panel with him at uh, the last KillerCon, Con and I was just like I can't believe I'm sitting here with Edward Lee and Rath James White and I was like this is incredible it was such a dream come true for me um, and yeah he was super cool to me too um, but I will say like when he first like was wandering around I just thought he was a homeless guy who uh, who, <laughs> who stumbled in <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding oh like, my god all, dude don't...
0: it's so true
1: <laughs> right uh, we all we all tease him. We all tease him because oh you know God, he just. I love uh, you, Ed,
0: but yeah. <laughs> we love you,
1: Ed, but yeah, we tease him, Ed. He's got like the long hair and like he just he just looks like a mess uh, a lot of the time, uh, because he just doesn't give a fuck. And you know that's really cool about him. I think that it's great that he doesn't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. You know, sometimes, a lot of times, I'll leave my house and I look like utter shit because I just don't care. I'm like, I'm going, I'm going to get, you know, to get gasoline you know, to burn down my neighbor's house or whatever I'm doing with it. And yeah. uh, I'm like, I want to dress up. Allegedly. You can't <clears throat> prove anything. Um, I'm just, I'm a fiction writer. That was just fiction. Um, but no, don't know. Like, I'll just go out to get one or two things. I'm like, I don't need to dress up for this shit. I don't care what I look like. And Edward Lee never does. So good for him. You like know, he's always,
0: <laughs> he's always just going out to get gasoline.
1: Yeah, state, yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: And, uh, and it's like, he just can't find that station. He keeps going.
1: Nah. Maybe the
0: next one will be open. He's too busy smoking. Man, he he (laughs) loves to smoke cigarettes, too. Oh, man, he does. Oh, man. Anyway, I love Uh, Ed Lee. He's the best. I do, too, man. He's, like I
1: said, one of my my idols. Uh, So God bless Edward Lee. And I'm so glad that he got uh, the J.F. Gonzalez Lifetime Achievement Award, uh, which, of course, is named after um, another great, great Splatterpunk writer. So, that's it for Splatterpunk Awards, um, and that's it for our show. Good night, everybody. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Bring <laughs> uh, out the that... Chris and John Wayne dancers! <laughs> 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 <Yep>. uh, <laughs> um,
0: Dude, but... we should get those old, old men that drop their pants, like, dancing, you know, yeah, like, yeah. old
1: gray man, she they ain't, ain't what, what she used, used to, to be. be. Yeah, yeah. The crazy old man singers! Uh, so, splatterpunk awards talking books so that brings us to our uh next topic our our segment that's still fairly new book of the week book 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 of the week uh and this this week mister I'm handing the reins over to Mr. John Wayne to talk about a book that he really dug, so take it away, Mr commununaally
0: yes sir uh
1: for uh today's
0: book today's book of the week this week's book of the week <laughs> is uh from auto press and it's uh c v Hunt's murder House. I'm holding it up to the camera for the people. Uh, um this is uh, carrie's latest book um she just put out a collection recently and it sold out very quick but this came out a few weeks ago and uh, i really like her you uh, he said
1: carrie but just so people uh, C- know it's,
0: that's cv hunt yeah yeah,
1: yeah cv hunt uh you know her real name is carrie she goes by cv hunt that's her writer name so
0: it's because she's wanted for murder and oh shit witness relocation you know, oh, again oh. again allegedly. Allegedly, I'll I'll be sure to edit this part out louder. Well, she
1: helped me burn down my neighbor's house.
0: Allegedly.
1: Te- technically, she killed oh, them.
0: That's true. I she do have to make a first. I have to put a phone call into her about something. So <laughs> let me read the blurb on the back of this before or the, the back before I get into this. It's not the house you should be afraid of. It's the people who live there. Lawyer Laura's boyfriend Brent is an author, and he's writing a true crime book about the Hallows Eve massacre. The publisher has given Brent a tight deadline and the opportunity to stay in the house where the massacre took place. But the basement creeps Laura out, and she's left questioning her sanity after she sees things that may or may not be there. When Brent begins to act strange, Laura writes it off to the pressure of his deadline. Is Laura really losing her mind, or is there something in the house that's changing the couple? So, cool. it's like a it's like a haunted house type story. Um, and one thing I I really like about... Uh, Carrie's writing uh, is her characters. Uh, the boy, uh, the boyfriend in this book, the guy uh, that they're talking about, what's his name, uh, Brent. He is such a fucking asshole. She writes it like. To, I hated this guy by like yeah. age like ten or something. I was like, yeah, yeah. oh my god, this guy's awful. And I also like she another great example of her character writing. I think is the main character in ritualistic human sacrifice. I knew
1: you were gonna say that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so-
0: yeah. And, and so that's what I, I really dig about her writing uh, in one aspect. But I really also, you know, she leaves a lot of things that are kind of like, hmm, did did it happen or you yeah. think that you uh, think yeah. about? And uh, this book, like, is no exception to that. The ending, especially, uh, you know, I'm not spoiling it, but it is kind of one of those. It
1: turns out I, it, uh, that Bruce Willis was Kaiser Sose.
0: Dude. And yeah, they actually, you know, they cuz they've gone back and digitally replaced Kevin Spacey with Bruce Willis. Good. At the end of all of those.
1: Yeah, uh, cuz Bruce Willis is a, is a real dick apparently, but he's not that bad.
0: Well, yeah. no, he's not. We well, allegedly.
1: But well, uh, uh, real quick, I want to jump in and just say cuz you mentioned ritualistic human sacrifice, that was the first CV Hunt book that I read. And this was before I knew her and was friends mm-hmm. with her and worked with her. Of course, she put out a couple of my novels through Grindhouse Press, including Full brutal. Um, and, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so I, you
0: mean, do you mean splatterpunk award-winning novel, Full Brutal full by br- Christopher that, Triana? That's the right. That's by right. Christopher Triana.
1: Available now in in, in paperback, ebook, and audiobook. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that
0: shameless self-promotion. Now that,
1: now that and thank you for pimping me. I appreciate it. Um, but now, uh, Ritualistic Human Sacrifice by by C. V. Hunt. probably her most popular book uh, uh to date um i I read about it like there was some list that someone put together of like the most extreme novels, and I had read all of them already except for this book. so I got it. I ordered it, and I didn't know that CV Hunt was a woman, and so I'm reading ritualistic human sacrifice and it's a, a written from the point of view of a male character who is a total dick, is a total asshole uh borderline. Sociopathic, uh, well, then maybe not even borderline, just sociopathic, you know. And she credits uh, the book to uh, being inspired by um, uh, Brett Easton Ellis, who like uh, you definitely can see that comparison, um, particularly like with the Patrick Bateman character, but it's still her own animal. Uh, and so I thought reading that book that it was a dude, and I really liked the book, so I looked up CV Hunt afterward, and here's this, this, this little young, like this, like small young woman with, with green hair, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean by little? I yeah. mean, like, you know, she's just like, you know, you like I expected this big angry man. And here's, expected and, here's Mary, you know?
0: and you got not deadly.
1: No, you know, you expect like this big angry man and you get this um this very cool punk chick instead, you know, and uh, I love Carrie. She's really wonderful. She's she runs a great press. She mm-hmm. loves her authors and she treats them right. Uh, and she's written many great books, not just that one, but it's just a funny little. Uh, thing so uh, I'll give it back to you. Thank you. No, yeah, and that's and I can comment on that because I, I actually met
0: I met her just once at Bizarro Con and we talked like uh, for a long ass time about some shit outside. We talked about it before, and I got that book, and I was like, oh, this is her new book. I'm gonna get it, and I was reading it, and I was like, did it. Did I talk to CV Hunt? Was right. I talking to somebody else? What the fuck? Because is... right. I, it, it, it is it's so mind bending the way she writes. Like it's just uh, it's well, great, it's and hard. I and it's I like that her, her her
1: yeah it's it is. when, when you she writes think... as a man she's yes. very convincing. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It it, always... it it really like you know, uh, it really comes across like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, and her you know pen name or nome du Plume or whatever mm-hmm. really is is pretty much non gendered. So yeah. I, which uh you don't you don't even know, you know, which makes it even better, I think. Yeah. Uh yeah. It it makes the cheese more binding. Not necessarily, but Carrie's great. Uh oh, see I love cheese. Check, check her out. Uh Murder House is awesome, particularly if you like those kind of uh uh outer limits type stories, um mm-hmm. Twilighty Zone type thing. uh, ghost, you know, ghost element in it. So uh check it out on Audil Audil Press right now. It is check also it. you can buy it from them in the grindhouse uh, dot com dot grindhousepress.com shop page. You can get it from her signed. Uh, check
1: it. Check it. Check it.
0: And before we get off book of the week, I do want to comment that I did finish reading The Totem by Tom Morell. Yes. Uh, I was oh, texting no, David, David Morell. Uh, I, I was thinking of Tom Morello. He also wrote uh, The Totem of Rage Against the Machine, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's the guitar player from, never mind. Uh, don't care. It, and uh, it was awesome. Um, I really liked it. Uh, until it's you a just great book.
1: No, it's a great book. And, and like, uh, it, it, those listeners may not remember, Like, this came up in uh, our Vampires vs. Werewolves episode. And I mentioned this book because it's my favorite werewolf novel. Uh, Mr. John Wayne read the, the novel and really enjoyed it. And now he understands why werewolves are better than vampires.
0: Well, I don't uh understand it but um it's a, i'll fight to the death you're right to believe it well you loved the book though <clears throat> i did love the book and it's you know really what else? good yeah. yeah it's very so. very good uh <laughs> anyway no uh go ahead yeah it's a great book read it i suggest you'd read it it came out in uh, 1979 the year of my birth so um well, and you the year, and year of our lord me so
1: it's um it was very good so i recommend it i was two in 79 and i was already a werewolf
0: you motherfucker it's those goddamn yep. chops in that fucking hog of yours it's the, anyway. <laughs> it's the uh, by the
1: way i, I did trim the you chops. Trim. i noticed they're not mutton chops anymore they're just back to the regular old chops but yeah i've had chops since since i was old enough to grow them dude i've had I have sideburns since i was like 16 yeah. um
0: i have sideburns too i just keep them shaved down
1: yeah it's it's the so only cool. facial
0: hair i could grow really yeah so, it's not so. cool uh, no it's not i'm not you're right but I
1: appreciate the effort, you know. I, I got know you, titties I know on you my shirt. them out. What? <laughs> Is that cool? <laughs> I have titties on my shirt. Does that make me cool? That helps. Yeah. Thanks. Well, you have titties. Period. So. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. Um, and you got like a bat across your titties, anyway, or something, right? Some bat. tattoo.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Heart bat. It's a bat. There. Well, yeah. It's like a heart with teeth and wings. Yeah. Oh, I'm flying!
0: Look, Christopher, I love <laughs> <Jesus> you.
1: Christ, <laughs> I want to. I want to issue a formal apology to everyone watching the video of this. Uh, <laughs> and
0: I want to revoke that formal
1: apology. That was really, really scary. Um, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, no, you have a beautiful body. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, I'm done. <laughs>
0: so, would you hold it against me? Uh, so that's my book of the week, dude. Um, book of the week. The All week right, it's so. wrapped up. Check it out, uh, Murder House. Murder
1: House, House buy it. All and right. also, I uh, sure. might as well
0: say, that she's pre-ordered uh, a, a special edition hardback uh, of Ritualistic Human Sacrifice that comes out in October to commemorate like its uh, release year or something like that. So check those out too. I All right,
1: those. we we love you, Carrie. All right, um, so let's get on with the show. Okay. Uh, so last episode, we, we showed what nerds we are. Um, uh, like we were just going on and on about, you know, collecting toys and how much we love old sitcoms and stuff. So it was super, super fucking nerdy. And listening to it in retrospect, I was like, God, we're dorks. And I also thought, you know, if someone listened through all of that, of us talking about, you know, collecting fucking toys and shit. God bless them because I wouldn't listen to it uh, you know like <laughs> I like two guys talking about like, oh dude, and then I it's like it's like you know like if, you know like when you're around a kid, if you're like unfortunate enough to be around a child, mm-hmm. and like the kid is like trying to show you some toy that's the, their toy collection. They're just like, and this one, and like, did you see? Did like, it's this and the And you just want to smack the bastard. You're like, yeah, I see your fucking toy. Yeah, you got a fucking toy. It's not interesting. Everybody has had toys in their life. Get the fuck away from me, you know? And then you, like, kick them and beat them it's so bad that they die, and then you have to hide their body, and you end up in America's Most Wanted, and it's a whole thing. So, like, if you... If like if you listened to the whole episode, I appreciate it because we it was super dorky, and I'm I'm borderline embarrassed. So uh, well, well,
0: Chris, don't don't <laughs> o- first of all, don't oversell it. Don't oversell <laughs> it. Um, second of all, I okay, I, I, I thought I, I thought it was uh, a coherent, uh, you know, conversation. It's coherent. At, it's at least a notch crazy. above childlike. No, uh, it's,
1: it's, it's,
0: but it was our childlike wonder That brought it alive it's, for everybody
1: dude. It's, it's coherent It's not as bad as listening to a child Which is the worst um, But it is uh, It is super dorky And in many instances Uninteresting uh, I think I think it's better once we get to the sitcoms I think more people can relate More grown-ups can relate uh, Anyway My point of bringing up that is that I wanted? I wanted us to make up for it, and you agreed. Uh, I wanted to show that we're not just children. We may be children at heart, but we are men, and we are manly men. We are masculine men. Uh, you know, we have muscles and and and, and guns. Um, uh, maybe you don't have guns, but I have guns and knives and and tasers and all sorts of manly things. Uh, I'm drinking whiskey, which makes me want to shoot my gun, uh, <laughs> and. Okay, well that's a different
0: podcast. That's, that's a different, different one. podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, all um, of these things are true except I agreed to nothing. Um, first you of all, guns? I am not a dork. Uh, I'm not. No, I'm not a gun owner. So you uh, have a bunch uh, of
1: toys, but you don't have guns. So yeah, you are a dork. That's that's like that's like the test.
0: Well, I resent that. Uh,
1: but you know, <laughs> you resemble mean, that.
0: That's just your uh, <laughs> opinion. Just your opinion, and, man.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, no. um but uh but yeah um anyway we're men we're men we're manly men i have mandem in my in my bathroom you know that's the the official cologne of charles bronson if you haven't seen the mandem commercial watch it now it's incredible
0: pause this and come back after you've watched it
1: yeah just watch it eight times it's better than this show i'll tell you that it's better than just about anything um It is. It's better than anything.
0: For the rest of the show, I'm just going to edit that commercial over and over again.
1: All the world loves a lover. Um, All right, so we're going to talk about manly stuff on this episode. Uh, We could talk about cigars and whiskey and shaving, but we're not. Um, We're just going to do those things while we're talking about it. (laughs) Um, I actually don't really shave. I have a very thin. Uh, I usually
0: just like a like every seven or eight days. Anyway,
1: seven or eight days. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, dude! Like I shave in the morning, and, and by five o'clock I have a full beard.
0: You really were a werewolf when you were. Three
1: I am, adults. dude. I'm hairy as hell, dude. I'm super hairy. And I'm pale and beautiful, so I'm a
0: vampire. See, this is working yeah. so well. This is dude. where it, it really all is. This is. Where
1: it all comes from. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Yes. So anyway, to get back on track we are uh, talking about manly stuff and what could be more manly than action movies. So that's going to be a big focus today is action movies, specifically real action movies. I'm not talking about all this frou-frou stuff where guys in leotards are jumping around and uh, and are impervious because they have superpowers. I'm not talking about the action movies of today which are for children. I'm talking about manly, butch, murderous, killing foreigners fucking oh, action movies. <laughs> and we'll explain this. We'll explain. We'll a... <laughs> explain. But these so, are the action know, movies like, of our talk... day, if you will. We're if we were to about, yeah. claim
0: a day that was ours, these action movies would be from it.
1: Yes, uh, these are the action films of the 80s. Uh And they're not just action movies. They're very specific in that they're the one-man army movies. Mm -hmm. This is a thing of the past, a glorious piece of the past. You don't really get this anymore. So without further ado, we're going to bring up our next topic, which is... One, two, three, four! One man. Man Army! Uh yeah, one man armies, baby.
0: One man right. armies. It it and we are uh, you know we are talking very we're making comparisons to, to why how they don't really make these anymore mm-hmm. and what and kind of where that stopped and why. Uh yeah. you know yeah. uh but yeah, they were a big part of our, our growing huge, up.
1: Huge, huge part. Yeah. What what well, for uh, me, least, I don't speak for both of us, they were a huge, huge part of of my upbringing and uh really uh, it wasn't football players and athletes who drew me to bodybuilding. It was uh, one-man army movies. It was, you know, uh, all those muscle-bound heroes, so.
0: Yeah. So wh- wh- where do you want to jump into this? You want to start from the top? Of, yeah, like, yeah. Man- let's
1: talk about how, how like, films change. Um, we had action movies before uh, one-man army movies, of course. Um, but it was a very different animal. Uh, action movies... Before that, like yeah, like um, like like, take the '70s for example. The '70s, uh, which led into the '80s, obviously, uh, those films were more like *The French Connection* and um, *and Taxi Driver* and *Dirty Harry*. These were like, uh, like the, the the people were badasses, but they were different. They weren't like super big muscular guys with giant M60s. They were just, like, the cool guys, the guys who played by their own rules. And those guys are awesome, and those the movies
0: Vigilantes-type awesome. people.
1: Yeah, yeah, you had vigilantes <laughs> and stuff, too. But, uh, you know, like, the, the 50s and 60s had, uh, like, westerns. The 70s had, like, the play-by-their-own-rules cops and vigilantes mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, and then, boom, the 80s come along, and it's one-man army. It's all about the guns and the muscle and kicking a gouging in the mud and the blood and the beer, you know, it's it's just badassery, balls to the wall.
0: Yeah, and it's but you know, in those movies from the '70s that we're talking about, pretty much were a perfect set set the stage to go into these one man army movies, basically. I don't, I you don't know, think?
1: I don't know. I don't. It's a transition
0: I right there because it, I, often what we're seeing what's in society going on at the time, right? Um, through these things, you know, there's something that happens like within our culture well, that's that that's what of i think
1: was I done i don't know that i don't think that the 70s films really set the stage i think that it was a something in our culture like the 70s it was more of like the cool guy uh badass action hero and because like that reflected the whole like like you know sex and cocaine and like a rebellious and the uh yeah okay and like the sexual revolution in the 70s and then the 80s roll in and you have like Reaganomics and like the whole Reagan administration and the whole like pro-America nationalism right. and then you get these these characters who are like these all-american one-man armies so I think it was more of a, a social climate that helped it along uh, as well as the rise of two very specific action stars that we're going to talk about as well
0: yeah. yeah no that's that's what I meant um but also you know those guys they were badasses but they were armies of one kind of weren't they all No, they were in it it for themselves.
1: I mean, in a way, I mean, I guess Dirty Harry was in a way, but uh, but no, like a lot of it was like you know, team efforts of like you know, these groups of cops or whatever. And even if they, even if they were one man, you know, like one Serpico type of guy, they weren't an army. They, there was no scenes where they had a shootout where they. Killed a hundred guys and never got hit. You know. Oh like,
0: well, I don't mean. Yeah, I meant. It, you know, like, uh, like it, like it was a totally a different, different thing. Sense. Like one man
1: army is a, is liter- is literally that. It's one man who works as an army and and just destroys. The, the, the nemesis you know, yeah. uh, and in the 80s it was usually someone of a different race uh, from a different country. You know that's why I said foreigners earlier. It wasn't me being racist. It's just the nature of the films that are racist. Um,
0: some of them. Some a, of them. A, a lot of a lot of uh, Russian enemies during a this time. A lot of Russian
1: because yeah, because yeah, it was. It, th- it was. This was the, during the Cold War. Yeah, yeah and the, there was also a lot of uh, Vietnamese enemies because we were we were like just out of vietnam and there was a lot of uh uh uh, bitterness about that war as there should have been um and so like yeah and so like there was the russian enemy there was the vietnamese enemy uh there was the quote-unquote red enemy because it all goes boils down to communism damn commies yeah Yeah, damn Um, commies
0: now don't you think it sucks that they chat in the when they remade red dawn they changed it like
1: I didn't, change see, the whole, I, don't, I, I didn't see that shit, dude. I, I'm I not entertaining that. the that, idea like, of wa- watching that. Until you it. said that, I forgot that they even made that.
0: I haven't watched it. I won't give it the time of day. Like, My Red Dawn is the original. The Russian. Shit, yeah. that, it really did scare me. If it was a propaganda film, did it stand? Revenge
1: awesome. me! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to try, I guess, too far off, which is my want to do. Um, so
1: that's all right. That's all right. Swayze didn't really have a one MR one man army thing, but he had a lot of action movies, you know, mm-hmm. dude, he ripped that guy's throat out in Roadhouse.
0: Yeah. What? Why are we talking yeah. about Jack Swayze? What happened?
1: Because you mentioned Red Dawn and he's. in. Oh, Red oh, D- oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. I thought well, I missed something there. I was like, uh, I passed it back to you mm-hmm. to take it back. I said, I'm sorry for derailing us. And you, you allowed me to further derail. I thought I was having, well, you, you, you I I was derailing- having stroke.
1: You were, no, you were doing bongs, and that, that's what happens when you All do right, bongs. Grandpa, let's start yelling at clouds. You did bongs, man. You know, I say this because someone has to intervene. <laughs> you're right, man. You, you're, you're, you're suffering from marijuana poisoning.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're right. I got to take the medicine. No, nah,
1: it. it's, it's the most harmless drug I, I, there is. Uh, anyway, um, one-man armies yes so we're going to talk about this and uh i don't know i don't know exactly which was the first one man army movie i think it's debatable but i'm going to i'm going to put my money on first blood with Sylvester Stallone, the original okay. uh where he goes up against you know the police force uh of course that's based on the novel by David Morrell, the same author who wrote The Totem which we were just talking about. That's
0: why I brought it up, see. Yep, yep, yep. it. You know what's up? Um
1: I'm at my notes here. There you go. Your notes that You can't do it on your arm with all your other tattoos. Yeah, mementos. Um, yeah. Uh so I th- I really think First Blood was where that Shit started uh, because that that movie was really groundbreaking, and that's a really solid film. And I don't mean it's a solid film as far as one-man armies movies go, and it's just like, oh, it's a fun action movie. Uh, it's not. It, it, it's I mean, it is, but it's not just that. I mean, there's a real uh, social and political message to that film. It's a very emotional movie. The ending really chokes me up every time I watch it. Um, you know, so I think First Blood is like the mature. One man army movie, the one that really has uh depth and drama to it, and Stallone's performances in it is exceptional. People like to poke fun at Stallone uh but uh, the guy is is really talented and um and that movie really shows it and I know many people have shown that movie to who did not expect it to be what it was because they they're familiar with like Rembo and like the 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 silliness um and the yeah. over the over um the That's overzealous right. nature of the sequels. Yeah, I mean, uh, it,
0: which it became a Saturday morning cartoon. So if you had it no, it that It, it that, literally did. Yeah, it, um, no, yeah. yeah I mean, figures.
1: yeah, but But like, here's, do the that. Thing. here's the funny thing with the First Blood series, right? Like, First Blood, the novel, and the and the movie, the original movie, uh, specifically the movie. Let's because of what I'm getting into here. That movie is all about like, wow, war really fucks people up. War traumatizes people. It damages them. War is horrible. And then the sequels are like, duh, 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 Yeah. Like the sequels are like, war rules. And it's just like him just slaughtering people. It's just like a celebration of guns and violence. And it's like the total antithesis of First Blood. You know, and yeah, First Blood 2 was this sensation, and it was like super popular, more popular than the first one, but it totally misses the message of the original
0: story. Well, as sequels often do, regardless, it seems like true. You know, but, but not I, all, not in all cases.
1: Also, but, I would but, say, but I think none so much as that. I don't think any sequel has completely missed the point of the of its predecessor more than the first Blood series. Can you think of one that's like even remotely gets it wrong? It's the com- it's the complete fucking opposite, you know? Yeah,
0: I'm sure I could if I wasn't marijuana poisoned. Um, and another... Uh, well, you, you could know.
1: if I wasn't always right. And I'm well, totally that's right.
0: true. And so that's why I want to ask you this before I forget. Now, did Commando... When did Commando come out?
1: After, I believe. After?
0: Okay, because i that's where I was confused. I was like, Commando I don't remember dates. Definitely. Because i
1: one-man army movie. Yeah. Um,
0: Isn't that yeah. what a Commando is? Like, that's... <laughs> see, see also one-man army. Uh, army looking,
1: of one. I'm looking up know. right now, just to double check. Look it up.
0: Chrissy, look it up.
1: Do, 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 do. I'm looking up Commando. Hold on. That was 85. Um, yeah, so that was...
0: First Blood I was believe. like 80, right? 81?
1: Yeah, First Blood was earlier. Hold on. Let me just check. I mean, the novel was definitely before that, but let me check the... 82. Yeah, yeah. Right there, uh, First yeah. Blood was definitely before uh, the Arnold stuff and everybody else's stuff. I really believe that that began the the one man army because I mean you know John Rambo was a one man army. He was like this Green Beret, Medal of Honor winner, he was such a badass that the police who were after him were no competition. And people really loved that concept of this guy who's so fucking badass and so intense that he can take everybody else out. And I really think that's where the that was the impetus. I think everything spawned from that. Yeah. Um, so The 80s became the era of the one-man army, and that kind of extended into the 90s, too. Um, And then it kind of started to piddle out after a while.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, So we can talk about some of the other one-man army movies, like Commando, uh, which was... Uh, it was. It, I don't know if it was the first starring role. I think Conan might have been the first starring role of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I
0: think it was, or Hercules, yeah. one of those. Well, no, it's, yeah, Hercules, Hercules in New York. York or something. Yeah, yeah,
1: like, yeah. Where, where he, he spoke such poor English at the time that they actually had to overdub him. Yeah. And the guy who does his voice, he sounds like Ned Flanders. He's like, this, Oh, hey, hi. You know, like it's so funny when you watch it. But that barely counts as a movie anyway. Uh, uh, like a real movie from a real studio yeah um you know you like he was in red sonja and then onward with the conan movies and all of that but uh commando was like a whole different animal that's when he really got the one-man army thing and that's where the whole feud uh between stallone and schwarzenegger started uh and we're Going to lead into that,
0: right? So um, we don't I, we don't have to talk anymore about that, right? We're not going to do
1: it right now. Um, but um, let's <clears throat> just, like, let's just talk about one man army movies in general. Of course, you've got Rambo. Of course, you've got uh, Commando. Uh, but there were others as well. One of the big ones being Chuck Norris, right? Who had Invasion USA, which is one of the one of Cannon's finest uh, films. Yeah, a totally ridiculous movie. Him in the fucking Jeans and the fucking denim vest with the dual Uzis. Oh
0: yeah, and Dude. like in his, he would do fight scenes like high kicks with jeans on and shit. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Chuck Norris was a badass, um, and he also just became a cartoon.
1: No, totally, totally. And- uh, but but like that that movie in particular is my favorite. Chuck Norris when he drives the truck into the mall and there's that big shooter. Street- oh my god, it's so funny and so so ridiculous. Uh, but he too had like the whole like Vietnam angst. Thing with uh, um, missing in action, the missing in action series. He did that, uh, yeah. but of course he did more badass karate stuff. You know, with, with Bruce Lee and everything as well. So he he was a big part of the one man army movement too. And then we had others come along, and who weren't like the big muscle bound or karate champion types. And that really started with Die Hard, uh, with yeah. with yeah. Bruce Willis. You know, he was kind of like an everyman uh yeah, the everyman's
0: uh action one man yeah, arm.
1: yeah this um, one your there, dad yeah. could sit in the chair and be like you know what i
0: better find a last couple hey, pounds i could probably do that i could do that uh, yeah right right yeah sure you could <laughs> yeah. no i'm serious you know i quit drinking for a week i get back out there <laughs> sorry oh i also got a couple beers while you were gone
1: okay good uh, good because that's part of the show. Um yeah, yeah, it was like the whole thing, like you were saying. Um, you know, it was like the the regular Joe, uh, but almost borderline supernatural ability in uh, in taking down a whole yeah. legion of of terrorists. I love Die Hard. I think it's one of the greatest, probably the greatest action movie ever made. It's really fucking fantastic. I love that movie. It's uh, it
0: hard to dispute that it's a great movie,
1: a great action really, film. It's really um, great. What's
0: the bad guy's name again? I always forget. Uh, he Hans Gruber. A- yeah, but uh, the actor. Um, fuck. Oh, it's
1: uh Al- Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman, yeah, the great Alan Rickman. You know, uh, <laughs> as uh, yeah. it, It's just a. It's a great movie. You're right. It's a fantastic uh-huh. film. It's really good. Um, and that was, you know, definitely you know uh, changed the way people looked at him because when uh when that trailer first came out, and it was like an action trailer, and people saw Bruce Willis, they knew him from like Moonlighting and stuff like that, exactly. and they laughed. Like people yeah. laughed. Uh, but th- that movie went on to be this enormous success, and uh, and so yeah, that movie that movie's pretty great. Uh, it was actually first uh, intended for another actor. Do you know who was an- initially where the story came from?
0: Um, it was intended for one, uh, no, nah. not
1: Wilford Brimley.
0: No, um,
1: <laughs> no. Uh, no, it was actually. It was a the the book itself was a sequel to another book that became a Frank Sinatra movie. So it was in a way it was kind of like okay Sinatra's going to pick up the role that he left off, but he, of course he was you know 105 years old at that time, yeah. and so that wasn't possible. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of reworked the story, changed the name of the character, and everything. And the the uh, script is of, of Die Hard is very different. Uh, than the book that it was based on. Um, And the name of that escapes me at the moment. But um, yeah, that's where it originated. Uh, Great movie. Some of the sequels are really good too. Not all. uh, But I really like Part 3. The the one
0: with Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, yeah, that's Part
1: 3. That's a really good one. Dude, the um,
0: video game for that, we had that at the software store when I worked there with Nick P. back in the day. The PlayStation game of Die Hard 3 was bad ass dude you got to use yep. the gun at one point mm. and then uh oh man it was cool i remember it being cool, cool. At the time cool. yeah it came with that sandwich board that he has to wear and everything
1: oh, uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah <no. laughs>
1: i was gonna say i don't think so yeah they had to change that sandwich board when they showed it on tv um, sure. uh and even on um premium channels and everything like they changed it to uh uh, for those who don't know, don't um, yeah, we don't have to say what it's. Not, I'm not going to say the word. I would never. But uh, but in, in the original film, like he's like he's forced to wear this sign by a bad guy. Forces him to wear this sign that says "I hate the N word," uh, and so they changed it in uh, syndicated versions of it when they showed it on TV. They changed it to "I hate everybody." Um, but uh, That's anyway,
0: the, that is the what a cop out. First Total all, cop replacement. Out. Like just, oh my god, it. dude! That's what that's they put. That's what it I hate was.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is yeah, that yeah. supposed to
0: offend anybody at all? I don't that know. even the story for. was that offensive?
1: We all oh, hate everybody. God. You know? Oh, this,
0: that's it. This well, is like they could have wrote "I hate black
1: people" or something like that, and like has the same effect. Because I mean, he's in Harlem, and like you know, like that's that was the danger that the bad guy put him in, and making him to wear that. Um, and uh, but uh, but yeah, that's a great movie. Um. And uh, that's how Samuel L. Jackson's character comes into the whole thing, and uh, that's a really good one. That, too, was not an initially uh, going to be a Die Hard movie. It was a script called Simon Says, and um, and uh, it was just reworked to become a Die Hard movie. And then uh, uh, many years later, they did uh, Live Free or Die Hard, which is one of the most over-the-top, insane uh action movies ever. It's so much fun. It's it's I mean you talk about like Border Night su- supernatural, like the stuff he does in that movie is absolutely insane.
0: I don't know but if I saw that. Is that one it's really
1: kid? fun, dude. It's a live free or die hard. It's it's die hard for it's absolutely nuts. It's so good. Uh and then um later they did like uh what the hell is it called? A good day to die hard and it's like he's in Russian. It's terrible. Absolutely awful. You know, they did. They make the big mistake where it's like, and here's his son. And, that's what I was, uh, yeah. uh, You know,
0: that's like bringing in, you know, seven or whatever to the to the to show. To marry
1: children, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, geez, it was, you know, it's kind of like, um, uh, Indiana Jones's son in in the fucking Crystal Skull, which is one of the worst movies ever made. That. It's um, it 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 would be bad even without that the son Shia LaBeouf guy, but it's it's. He doesn't do it any favors. Dude. that movie is a steaming pile of garbage. But uh, anyway, we're talking about one man armies. Indiana so when, doesn't really count as one, I don't think.
0: Okay, no, I don't think so either. Uh, I mean, maybe some in a Venn diagram situation, possibly, but not really. Like maybe no. parts of it would cross over. But yeah. where did we get to these one? You know, we're, there's one man army movies that are based in. Uh, Reality-based, if you want to say. Right. But then uh, where, when but do that, we step into the sci-fi yeah, type it, ones like
1: Well, that? I mean, some of them are sci-fi, but uh, but some of them are so fantastical, even if they're not sci-fi, they defy reality. Like, right, First right. Blood is, is more down-to-earth, but when you get a movie like Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, the, yeah. the finale of that movie where he's storming the bad guy's base... Like, he doesn't even get nicked by a bullet. Like, the, the the place is surrounded by sentries that are all shooting at him. And there's even this funny, like, there's this scene where he, like, ducks down behind, like, a flower, like, a potted flower. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? You know, like, you're one of the big, you're, like, a fucking muscle-bound giant man. And, and like, he never even gets injured remotely, like, at least in, like, Die Hard and, and other movies. Like, they, you know, Die Hard, he gets yeah. fucked up in Die Hard. He, like... Yeah. Like, how he was able to, like, even raise his arm and then walk again after that is absurd. But he gets fucked up. Commando, he doesn't even get a scratch, dude. It's absolutely hysterical.
0: And, and when he stands up behind that plant, he's like, don't forget to smell the roses.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he says some shit like that. Uh, and, you know, funny enough, like, in, uh, in that movie, I remember watching it as a kid. And you remember the villain in that? Uh, not not the main bad guy who's like the drug lord or whatever, but but Vernon Wells. He no, wears he, he basically looks like Freddie Mercury. Uh like he's like wears like a a, a Nesh like fishnet shirt and like a lock like Sid Vicious around his neck. And uh he he does not look like he would ever, ever be a match for Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. but he like, it always struck me as weird. I'm like, why is he up against Schwarzenegger? Like Schwarzenegger would crush him. Cause this is Schwarzenegger in his glory. Like this is him when he is like, you know, world champion bodybuilder, absolutely jacked. And, uh, Vernon Wells was not, uh, but uh, later on, I met Vernon Wells in person at an event that I was doing. And,
0: uh, you he, punched him right in his stupid face. I did.
1: <laughs> I was like, this is what you get, but no, like he's not a big buff guy. But he is so tall, dude. He must be like close to seven foot. He's really tall, so I guess that's why they put him in the movie. But it doesn't really transfer over in film. You don't really notice that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, Commando is a really great example. It's like the, it's the pinnacle in a way of the one and ar- army movie because it took it one step farther than First Blood. First Blood had like a good like a dramatic story, whereas Commando was like, fuck that. We're just going to be absolutely ridiculous and have Arnold just kill everybody and it's great and that and that also i think was like where the one liners came from uh even though like stallone and other uh and lundgren and all those people like started shooting off the one-liners too i think commando is really where it, it began where it was like the whole McBain type of thing where like you know where he would like uh like there's that scene where he like grabs the guy and he's like remember when i told you i'd kill you last and he's like yeah I, I lied. lied, and he drops him off the thing, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and then like you know when he kills Bennett, he's like and you know he, he like pins him to this exhaust fan, and there's like exhaust blowing out of Bennett's chest, and he, and he says, "Let off some steam, Bennett," you know. Yeah, uh, and,
0: and and it's like those he you just have to that's what set the the tone, like you were saying, to to imbue these action stars going forward with this kind of uh like invulnerability some kind of otherworldly yeah. power but it's accepted i it's like a form of magical realism do you not agree yeah. like you go in there totally. these rules these are just the rules for here and you know this guy's a badass and yes right. you just have 40 to people him. are gonna shoot yeah. guns at him
1: but none you, of them yeah. are gonna
0: hit it you, you know? can't
1: accept real you you can't expect realism from no. these movies because you'll just get frustrated and cranky uh but you that's have to know just... what they're about take the right no, they're, they're about fun bitch. No, exactly, <laughs> you stupid bitches. No, they're about—they're just fun movies. They're about fun, and you just have to kind of lose yourself in them and suspend disbelief and just be like, "Yeah, this guy's impervious." Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you can do it for fucking, you know, uh, uh, Marvel and, and all of those, you can do it for these. You know. Uh so uh, yeah, so there were a a, a lot of these movies, and uh, some people tried to be. Uh, big stars and didn't have the same amount of success, like Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher yeah. and E Man, which we talked about. Uh, rest, rest in Power, he's still alive.
0: Uh, he wishes he were dead,
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's still alive. Um, and but you also had like these other guys who didn't necessarily do one man army movies, but they were like the ultimate badass, super muscular, like you know, Blood sport and Lionheart with Van Damme, Van Damme. Uh, and, um, uh, like even some of like the other guys who were like sidekicks, like, like Carl Weathers was like Apollo in the Rocky movies, kind Rest of, the side- he's also alive. He, uh, but like, he was like kind of the sidekick in, uh, in the Rocky movies in a way, or the nemesis in the originals. Uh, right. But became they became buddies, and it was very heartwarming. That whole scene on the beach, you know, that, which I text to you all the time. That just is our. That's you. our.
0: That's our gift. It's like our song. That's our gift.
1: Yeah, it is. That's our gift. Um, but he almost had uh, a a leading man career, but he he did a movie called Action Jackson, uh, and uh, that that was like his uh one man army movie and yeah. it just kind of didn't work pan out it wasn't a big success but it does God. have that great line where he has like the flamethrower and he goes to the bad guy and he says how do you like your ribs and he like sets them on fire <laughs> it's just so fucking good and it somebody is. at one somebody at one point would try to tell me like that was racist cuz he's black and i was like get the fuck out of here it's fucking funny he, he, like this is not racist he says it and i think it's a white guy that he kills yeah, He's like, so like her ribs, good. and he sets his fucking ribs on fire. It's fucking funny, um, yeah. but yeah, but like he didn't have any real like starring roles after that. And like the same thing happened to uh, Martin Cove, who is known for uh, the Karate Kid movies. He was Crease. He was the evil sensei. Uh, he did a movie, one of my favorite. If it, like, dude, I love this movie so much as far as one man arm movies. It's called Steel Justice. It is fucking hysterical. Uh, it is that a porno? No. Still, oh, okay. justice uh, was like the the one movie where Martin Cove had a leading role, and it's so over the top in the way it does the whole one man army like thing. He's so macho; it's ridiculous. For one thing, uh, he's he was in Vietnam, so you have you've got that. After he got out of Vietnam, he became a cop, but he played by his own rules and got kicked off the force, and so he became a cowboy. <laughs> so it's just like. It's like every, like, macho action figure thing, like, rolled into one. That movie is absolutely hilarious. I love that movie. I met Martin Cove at that same event that I did with uh, Vernon Wells, and um, he had a bunch of different, like, pictures and stuff, and I was like, yeah, I definitely want you to give me one sign, and I picked out the Steel Justice one. He was like, oh, everybody wants Karate Kid. I'm like, fuck that. Fuck Karate Kid. That movie's garbage, and you're garbage for being in it. Give me Whoa. Steel Justice. No, I didn't do that at all. I love Karate Kid, and I love um, the new series, Cobra Kai. really good. But I definitely wanted the the Steel Justice because that movie is out of control. It's, like, so fucking cheesy and so great. So watch Steel Justice, everybody. If you want a real and, laugh and a real flashback to the 80s, watch it.
0: And that is the natural progression of manliness, soldier, uh, soldier policeman, cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. Soldier yeah. cop Getting cowboy. Getting kicked you off know. the
1: force for playing by your own rules. That's a, that's key. You that's know. Key.
0: And and you gotta pay. You gotta play fast and loose with those rules. You do man. Even your own. You know. Yeah. Because you can't be bound. No. then it's then it's the wild west, for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, I'm sorry what about? about uh, so what? Do you think that? Do you consider the Running Man a one man army movie? kind of
1: in a way in a way because he like just kills one of the badasses after another yeah um so in a way yeah it is even though it's like all by hand and and it's not really like a lot of guns or anything uh i love the running man it's a great great schwarzenegger My film famous, his yeah um excuse me but even richard dawson like-
0: can we just give him a shout out for being dead thank you richard dawson
1: okay um yeah.
0: He plays what? the announcer in that movie.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah. You know who he is? Yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah, and he's dead. Okay, fine. We'll pour a 40 on the sidewalk. Um, uh, so, yeah, like I love The Running Man. It's really good. But there were also these movies like like uh, that Schwarzenegger did to like other people did. Uh, but Schwarzenegger specifically, he did like um, uh, the Terminator movies, and that's kind of a one-man army movie, but he's not really a man. He's a robot. Uh so that's not really in the same category, but it still falls into the whole 80s muscle bound, like badass um uh genre, you know. I would say
0: Predator is more of a one-man army than Terminator.
1: No, movie. it's not. Uh well it is in a sense, but Predator is, is an is an actual army. It's an yeah, I, army of guys. It it's is it's not until the end that it that it becomes um, like Schwarzenegger yeah. versus the the monster. Uh so I don't consider that a one-man army movie, because a one-man army movie that's the whole fucking movie. You know, oh, okay. that's, Sorry. that's like command like to me, to me. Um, but, uh, but no, in the end it's, it's definitely him versus the monster. Uh, but I love that movie. That movie's fantastic. In fact, um, that was, uh, very much my, in a lot of ways, it was my introduction to like, not horror movies. Cause I was already into like, uh, you know, vampires and werewolves and stuff by then. But, uh, this was like the first gory movie that I ever saw. Uh, and i and i was like 10 or something and when it came to the scene where like the bodies are hanging from the trees and they're all skinned mm-hmm. it, it it like i had to like turn away and cover my eyes i was so scared and i, I was watching it with my dad like he had rented it because he was into action movies i don't think he even realized there was like an alien in it he probably wouldn't have rented it otherwise because he liked action and espionage and he thought horror was stupid um but uh but but yeah, that that really fucking freaked me out, man. That was super gory, you know. Like I, yeah. I, I had seen like people getting shot, like shoot 'em up movies, but I hadn't seen people fucking skinned in a movie before. Yeah, you know? and,
0: and there was a scene of the, the same kind of similar scene in Predator Two that my my mom like. Mm. watched she was like i'll watch it first to see if you can watch it and then that mm. was like the scene that she was like no nope, you can't watch mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. so of course i had to go watch it at somebody's house you know right right um, because around. it was like yeah. i haven't seen the first one
1: by the way predator you know? 2 but rules <laughs> predator 2 a...
0: does rule
1: it does uh, doesn't it? and yeah. so many people like like it's pissed one of the best on ones dude it, so many people like shit on it because, uh, because like, Oh, it doesn't have Arnold. And it's like, that's not what it's about. Like they're, they're taking the predator and they're putting him in a whole other world. Yeah. Uh, you know, because like, you know, like it, it hunts, you know, what, like in the, in, in the heat and with, and when there's like other hunters and other like worthy adversaries and it took him from this jungle with soldiers to this concrete jungle of the streets with gangs and i thought that was brilliant and great and it's like it doesn't have to have Schwarzenegger, that's not what it's fucking about you know it's, and every predator movie since that has been fucking garbage uh well, but, but i like the Robert
0: rodriguez one 2010 that one was pretty good
1: mm, it's called no the it wasn't did it, you was, watch it absolutely wasn't uh, did you watch I, it I, I don't know which one i watched uh, no it was was that the one with adrian brody i don't know who that is where, like, he's a skinny guy, and he does the whole, the same thing where he covers himself in mud in the end. Uh, at... Hide his heat. At the has beginning, they fall out of the sky. They're like... there's Danny True in it?
0: Yeah, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, no. Anyway, I
1: saw, no, some, I of, I saw yeah. some of the ones afterwards. They're terrible, dude. They're fucking terrible. Uh, all you need is the first two. Totally. Okay. I, I can get on board with that. I definitely didn't like the last one that they put out. I stopped watching them. I stopped watching them a long time ago. After I saw the one that I was just talking about with Adrian Brody as the star, uh, I, I I just stopped watching them because they're just unwatchable garbage to me. But um, uh, including the Alien vs. Predator, which was like you mm-hmm. know like one of the most anticlimactic, biggest disappointments ever. Um, Whoever like, wins, I, I, we lose. Those fucking movies are so bad, dude. They're so bad. But uh I,
0: I do have the McFarland playset of Alien versus Predator, though, just to reference. Let's not outright.
1: got into all your goddamn toys again, you fucking you sure? nerd. Yeah, okay. that's fine. <laughs> um. Anyway, I think we. I think we. It
0: is the one with Adrian Brody and uh Danny Trejo.
1: Yeah, it fucking sucks. That it's movie pretty sucks. Cool. It's no, pretty cool. No, it's not. Cool. It's terrible. You watch
0: it. You watch I did it.
1: watch it. I saw it. I'm talking to the garbage. people
0: at home. You should watch it, people. No, you, you
1: know what you should do? Instead, pour bleach in your eyes and save yourself the $3 that you would spend renting on that piece of shit. Uh, anyway, I think we've talked about... I will give
0: you Nick's voodoo password, as I said before, oh my it's on
1: there. If you mention Nick P's fucking Hulu or whatever account again, I swear to God, I'm going to smack you in the mouth of my dick. You mention this every mm-hmm. fucking show. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up about it already. I will not. Jesus Christ. Stop it. Ugh. What am I going to do with you? I'm going to go one-man army on you. Anyway, I think we talked about one-man armies enough. I think we can get into our next topic. Do you think we can? We're going to talk about the guys who really invented this genre. Yeah. Are you ready? They are the Chris and John Wayne of one-man army movies.
0: Of a whole generation of genres. They launched a thousand ships.
1: They they really created this genre. Yeah. Uh, and we're cost we're talking like anybody who has a half a brain in their head knows who we're talking about. Two guys who are One, two, three, four. Stallone, Stallone and, Schwarzenegger. and Schwarzenegger. So we're we gonna do a little bit. We're going to do a little bit of, uh, hey, yo, Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, We're going to do a little bad, bit of both sure. of them there. Huh?
0: These, the impressions are going to get bad quick, probably. Yeah, let's
1: not do them anymore. Uh, that's just going to get annoying. Um,
0: hey, you're being uh, really rude. I'm doing my best. You see, know?
1: here he goes. Uh, <laughs> he hears annoying, and he's like, I got to bring it. Uh, shit. So before <laughs> you talk about Nick P's fucking account, uh, let's get into Stallone... <laughs> And the uh, Sly and Arnold our boys, uh, are boys; they're right up there with Roy. Uh, these two guys inv- really invented the one-man army genre. Like we talked a little bit about First Blood and Commando, but um,
0: and, and they are the names that you ultimately think of when
1: immediately. They're... Yeah, like even who if f- you don't
0: believe that. that? bad you're wrong but you're always going to think of these two guys
1: Who the fuck else ones? would think of someone else i mean like i mean yeah you See, got Chuck himself married. pretty highly dude well dolph didn't really didn't really um break off until like the 90s and had uh a couple of things that he did that could be counted as one man arms, but they're totally forgettable you know like the punisher is the only one i can even think of offhand uh so, yeah, it was really down to Stallone and Schwarzenegger, Sly and Arnie. Uh, and these two really had a rival back in the day. They had a rivalry. Was it started by something between
0: them, or was it like a media kind of based?
1: No, it was media they, based. They they didn't have any, like, it wasn't like, you know, uh, Stallone stole Arnold's woman or anything like that. It wasn't like a hatred based thing. It was just kind of a competition. Uh which at the time was kind of like, they were kind of like, you know, young guys and they were super competitive. And so they kind of like fucking hated each other, you know? And, uh, it's all good now because now they're really good friends. Now they, they really like love each other. They work together. They're bros. And, uh, they, they kind of like laugh at their competition and everything. Uh, but yeah, you had these two guys where Stallone really started off as like a screenwriter and actor, uh, with Rocky and, um, Arnold, of course, was the world champion bodybuilder, an mm-hmm. absolute, um, like the perfection of the male form. And, uh, and, and he got into movies because of that. Uh, and, uh, it's funny cause both of them were these big, <clears throat> big men, the big stars, and they both talked like they had a mouthful of shit, uh, which is kind of funny, you know, like when you think about it, like Arnold,
0: now you are being really rude,
1: dude. I'm being so so rude, but uh, Arnold had uh, had the thick accent. Yeah, and nothing against him. He he speaks English way better than I speak a second language. So you know, props to him. But he he really like the accent was really thick, and sometimes you couldn't understand him until later on. He got better and better, and he like right. you could totally understand him now. Because Still every
0: oh, line he says in Junior is pitch perfect, if you will.
1: Unlike the film. Uh, which which I plan perfect. To get to, which is okay. <laughs> which I plan to get to that movie. Um, but St- uh, Stallone kind of says, hey, yo, you know, he has that uh, like Jersey, Philly accent. Uh, and which uh, he worked, also
0: worked for Rocky, it was like it was part of the character.
1: It totally worked for Rocky. It totally worked for Rocky. But he has that in every movie, though. Yeah, it just uh, and, it took
0: him out of Rocky, and everyone's like, this is how he really talks. I yeah, thought, exactly, I thought he was a exactly. method actor.
1: I thought he was just a me- I thought he was just acting really well. But no, but he lays it on thicker in the Rocky movies than he does in other stuff. He kind of tries to hide it in other stuff. Uh, but he's a, he, but he's a very articulate, intelligent man. He At just yeah, and Arnold is too. But like in the '80s, they both were kind of mushmouse. They were they're kind of hard to understand in a way. Uh, so that makes it kind of funny that they were both like the leading men of the '80s, and they were like super big, uh, he, he, literally and figuratively. Uh and that was one of the other things that they really were in competition about because uh while Stallone wasn't a professional bodybuilder, he was super jacked, super into weightlifting and body sculpting, uh, and like focused on having like the lowest percentage of body fat compared to uh the percentage of muscle and the size of muscle. Uh and these two guys, like I had mentioned earlier, they were really inspirations to me when it came to my own bodybuilding and weightlifting uh fascination that I had. Uh and Stallone is both of these guys are still jacked. Stallone especially is very he jacked.
0: He he's really jacked. He's like jacked, 72 yeah. years old or something.
1: Yeah, and he's still super jacked. It's yeah. it's crazy. It's it's insane. Um you know, Mark but uh admittedly kind of let himself go. Uh he admittedly like he was just like, you know, cuz he was busy. He was being a fucking governor, you know. Yeah. Uh he had shit going on and he kind of let himself go, but like he in recent years he's kind of picked up the weightlifting back. And muscle memory is an incredible thing. You know, like people who have been super muscular um, uh, and uh, like n- not to toot my own horn or anything, but like I I know this as a, as a fact myself. It's like you, you once you start working out again, you're you're like a fucking gorilla after like a couple of weeks because like the muscle memory is there. And so uh, 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 Arnold
0: Splatterpunk Award winning gorilla. That's right. For Triana.
1: <laughs> that's right. I think that should be my new moniker, Splatterpunk Award-winning gorilla.
0: That's my that's my uh, blurb for you, for your book. Yeah,
1: You're he's welcome. a Splatterpunk Award-winning gorilla. <laughs> You're welcome. Love John Wayne. Anonymous. Uh, no, put anonymous. Love anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Stallone versus Arnold. We're going to talk about uh, their movies and kind of compare the two and uh, unlike vampires versus werewolves we were talking before the show yes. and neither of us really pick a side all that much you know not viability. we we, have, we
0: appreciate them both in a we, do. A, a we way do. that we, yeah. we can't take sides almost you know almost, I, I don't feel like almost. i can
1: yeah 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 we, we, can, had... we can
0: pick things apart but at the at the end of the day yes you and i are both getting into a, a bed with with uh, arnold schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone, and it's one of those Charlie and the Chocolate Factory beds that has our names carved in the headboard, and we are going <laughs> to die again. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. we're all snuggling, naked, you know, preferably. Well, of course, Sports. it's hot summer, right? Summer. It's hot. It's fucking hot. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, um, you know, we talked about some of their movies, but uh, let's talk about some of the other ones. Uh, well, I guess we can start uh, just randomly. We'll start with Stallone. Uh, of course, he had Rocky and like the Rocky Saga, which mm-hmm. went on to be six films and uh, two spin spin-off films so far with the Creed movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, those uh, we both love. We've talked about them before on the show. We're both big fans of Rocky. I, I really uh, do love all the Rocky movies. Me, I, yeah. I, I love most of them. There's some where I'm not that crazy about them. But uh, I particularly love the first Rocky because it's such a triumph of the human spirit It's such a really great, wonderful film. And then much like First Blood, it gets more and more cartoonish as the sequels go along uh, to the point where they get to part four. And it's kind of just like, dude, it's like a lot of music videos, you know, kind of slapped together. You know, you got the James Brown and then you got the whole like, um, you know, like after Apollo dies, you got the Robert Temper and everything. And
0: if I talk about Triumph of the Human Spirit, Rocky's out there punching meat. He's running in the snow. He's doing all that shit. Remember when yeah, he's like doing those 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 sit-ups upside no, down I mean, and like but, screaming?
1: Four has very little story. It's mostly music videos and training montages. In mm-hmm. fact, there's there's a training montage in Rocky where he's working out, and then there's like a two minute scene with Adrian, uh, where he's like, I love you. And then it goes right into the next training montage. I'm serious. What next time you watch it, look for I mean, that.
0: What what more story do you want? Beat the Rusky, you know. Com- we just no, talked know, about
1: that. I though. know, but the, <laughs> but it's an empty fucking movie, dude. Like it's, right, it's right. really empty. Uh, and then Rocky Five is abhorrent. It's terrible. That
0: was pretty bad. Yeah. That was Billy Gunn or whatever his name Tommy is. Tommy Gunn,
1: or, yeah, yeah. Tommy
0: Gunn.
1: Uh, I don't. You know yeah. what?
0: Is it okay if we don't consider that canon? Can we remove that from canon?
1: Even even Stallone doesn't want to include that. So, okay, so we have permission to do he's, that. he's literally said that like when he was coming out with Rocky Balboa, the sixth one, he said, Yeah, Rocky Five uh, was really a disappointment. It didn't end the way that I really want the series to end. And so he made uh, Rocky Balboa, which I think is really good. I really it like made, Rocky Balboa. makes me cry. That really makes me cry. Me too, man. Not like big, ugly tears like Turner and Hooch, uh, but. No. Uh, but, but Why it, you got it, to
0: bring up that dude come on I know
1: dude that's painful um uh, no that.
0: no it's yeah. like uh you just you, you especially followed this guy this whole time and you know there's this whole father thing and you know yeah. it's just uh you it's you a late it's great I like it a lot
1: I really like that a lot I really like it. it's one of my favorites of the series and
0: if you don't go piss up a rope
1: and feel the pissy dribble mm-hmm. um yeah uh, so the rocky movies are great and w- moving on, uh, we'll talk about some of his other stuff. Some hits, some misses. Some shits. Uh, some shits. But I think we would shits. be remiss
0: if we didn't uh, also mention Frank Stallone, his brother, who uh, is singing by the barrel and Rocky. Take it right.
1: back. He did, he did <sighs> his songs for a lot of his movies. He had the whole pity nepotism. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, No, Frank Pitty Stallone. Nepotism.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A uh, lot of... songs for like some of the Rambo movies and and whatever else, and uh, he also starred in some movies. Uh, in fact, there was this there was this show, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a look alike show. It was a sitcom. It only lasted like a couple episodes. It was in the nineties, mm-hmm. and it had all of these guys who were like the brothers of famous guys who who looked like them. And it starred Frank Stallone, and it starred Patrick Swayze's brother. And John Travolta's brother, and it was. (laughs) Was was that the premise
0: of the show that they were famous young brothers? No,
1: like they didn't mention that. Like that was just the Uh, cast. uh, That's unfortunate. Yeah, and it was almost just like almost trying to trick an audience into be like, "Hey, look how much they look like these big stars." It was like a really embarrassing uh, uh, sitcom, and it didn't last at all. But it, it they just it used the bros. last
0: names. They're like Stallone.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just like, look how much these guys look like those famous guys. And it was, uh, I think it was called Bros or something. But
0: uh, well, bros anyway, bros.
1: anyway, That's that was okay. just a funny little side note. That is true. I'm not making that up. Uh, unlike how you make up things that are pointless and go nowhere. This is actually true. Uh,
0: I didn't. I mean, I didn't say.
1: This is all part
0: of my charm, dude.
1: This is sure. all
0: part of my charm. Mm, so yes. just so just keep on say
1: that it's more part of your odor, but you could call it charm.
0: Hey, you know what? I smell excellent <laughs> all the time, dude. And I will claim that I'm I'm You're vampire. A vampire. I'm vampire.
1: You smell better than my werewolf ass.
0: always, dude. I'm hairless. Yeah. A lot of shower I take two showers a day, sometimes three. I you smell know. like
1: wet dog, dude. I smell I like I can wet.
0: smell you. We've been experimenting with smell of vision.
1: I smell like wet dog and first Let's, period. That's please stop sending
0: me these boxes of your shit and pubic hair. Stop it. All right. <laughs> you don't want that? No, what? I've smelled okay. it. I like, my mistake. I, I filled my shadow box, dude. I don't need okay. any more.
1: Okay. you got so enough. Please. Thank you. you got enough for now. Uh, so oh. let me know we need more. Anyway, okay. um, still alone. Uh, he uh, speaking of shit in a box. He made some really bad movies. Okay. Uh, Who has You know, he did. He, like, and one of the ones I wanted to bring up, because this is a funny story, uh, there, was a f- there was a screenplay getting passed around. It was definitely going to be made into the movie. There were studios that were really interested in it. And it's called Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. And it's about a cop uh, yeah. and his elderly mother. And uh, they get into a wacky adventure together. Mm-hmm. This movie is garbage. This script is garbage, okay. but it first fell into the lap of Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he was like, "Well, this is the garbage, you know." He, he I will do good. it. <laughs> oh, no, he, he, he didn't want to do it. No. He was like, "This is garbage," and so he didn't want to do it, uh, even though he did many garbage movies too. Uh, but what he did, because he and Stallone were in such a rivalry, is he did everything he could to get the word out that he was interested in this script, that he was really interested in it, and that he wanted to do the movie. And uh, so word got out, and so Stallone (laughs) found out that he really wanted to do it, and he's like, well, fuck that. I'm going to try to get it myself. And so Stallone went after it and got it because Arnold was never trying to get it in reality. So Stallone got it. So Arnold tricked him into doing a terrible, terrible movie. uh, And like it was a big dog
0: you <laughs> he
1: did he like punked him before punking was a thing you know yeah. uh and he totally tricked him into doing this terrible movie with Estelle Getty of golden girls fame yeah. uh it was a huge stink bomb it bombed terribly it's it's just awful movie uh it's not even so bad it's good it's just bad uh and I, th- I love that story it's a very endearing uh story between the two of them that's uh, and again these guys are friends now so it's okay but that was that's really hilarious that that that's happened Core dude I love yeah. that that's some treasure yeah. right there. It's some uh, good shit.
0: And man, that was before the internet that was before anything. I was like, you had to read it in the papers. Like I'm sure like,
1: yeah, like
0: yeah. Stallone's in his gym. Like he probably pays that guy Polly to come in and call him Rocky sometimes. He's like Right, right. Hey Rock, you read the trades? What? No, I want it. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's gonna do it. No, I want it.
1: Yeah. Um, now this is it, before internet. And like this story didn't really come out until until the internet like like it was just this kind of thing that happened and like you know the story came out way later uh right. but uh but yeah the two of them were very competitive and, and whatever but we're, uh to get back to stallone movies he all, he made some other turkeys uh like over the top uh which oh, is oh sorry no i'm sorry that's not a turkey that was a, no it was how a, is that oh. a turkey unless you mean
0: it's a three like you got three strikes in a row in bowling turkey no, no, dude, it's like that, that
1: movie. is. That movie is garbage. And it's not just me saying that it was a huge, <laughs> yeah. huge fucking bomb. Huge dude, bomb. He had the thing. Dude, right. It's stupid. Okay, here's the thing. All right. So Rocky, right? Rocky, the big climactic sporting event is they're punching each other and beating the shit at each other. And over the top, that's just their arms going one way. And going another way. Arm wrestling is not fascinating dude, to watch. It's not. There were scorpions
0: in the thing. You, if you got fucking put down on the thing, you got stung by a scorpion. That was terrifying. It's, dude. He broke a guy's not, arm, dude. It's not. He loved his son. He just wanted to get his son and make his son
1: proud of him. He was a of his truck, dude. dude, that movie is terrible. And you're the only person who's this passionate about it not being terrible. It's really bad. Uh, I'm
0: putting this up here with your Ralph passion, dude. It's making me mad. He turned the switch. It's (laughs) like a machine, like a truck. He turns uh,
1: his fucking hat around. Dude, it's it's so bad. That doesn't get you? It has a... It definitely has a so bad it's good fun to it. Uh, And I've certainly watched the movie more than once because it's so bad. But it's fucking bad, dude. It's really a terrible, terrible movie. Uh, And you know what? You love it. That's great. You like what you like. But I'm not alone in this. Look it up. It's a hated film. It's fucking bad.
0: Uh, I only choose to look up the over-the-top love message boards. I'm not looking for hate.
1: No, look it up on Rotten Tomatoes or any any other thing that rates movies. It's it's pretty universally hated. It totally bombed, and rightly so, because it's a stupid fucking movie. But you know what's funny? Um, there there was a song uh, when when Top Gun was being made. Uh, Kenny Loggins. That fine, fine uh, musical artist. Rest in peace. <laughs> also not dead, as far as I know. He might be dead. Who cares, really? Is what the point is. Um, but he he was uh, he was hired to do a song for Top Gun. Yeah. And he did a song called "Meet Me Halfway," and it goes a little bit like this: It's like "Meet Me Halfway Across the Sky." You yeah, know. I love that song. Yeah, and it's because it's across the sky because, you know, like Top Gun's about airplanes and everything. And the people involved in the movie, the producers, the director, was like, this song is garbage. We don't want it. They hated it. So uh, that's a good thing that they said that because it led to his greatest song, Danger Zone! Uh, okay. Highway to the Danger Zone, which was with the movie that for Top Gun. But he still had this Meet Me Halfway song s- sitting around in the slush pile. And so Uh over the top Uh comes along and they need a song and he's like, "How about meet me halfway?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, this is really good." So over the top got the fucking hand me downs of Top Gun. So it was the good top versus the bad top. It got the fucking trickle down like a fucking like like an old man peeing, like the trickle down effect uh, of of Kenny Loggins.
0: Uh, Okay, well let me let me actually tell you how. Right, and you know how Kenny Loggins got that onto that movie was he actually also, he was like, and I also have this other idea, and it was like, Over the top, dee, 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 dee. over the top, dee-dee-dee-dee-dee-dee, yeah, uh, wrestling and scorpions, and, they, and so in comparison, he got the is... other one.
1: But the and thing that's is, that's not that's not a true. So,
0: that you can purchase in England, I'm pretty sure. But the
1: thing is, is that's not true. That's yet another one of your your unfunny farces.
0: I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I can think of I can think of two things wrong with that sentence. Okay,
1: maybe <laughs> it was a little funny, but it is a farce. Uh, but
0: so, yeah, uh, I, but it should have had over the top in it, you know, for their theme song. No, well, well that's that's what's so that's funny what's about weird. it. It's, it's like weird it's weird. all like I can't Meet believe
1: you across the sky, and it's like it has nothing to do with flying over the top. It has to do with driving a truck and turning your hat backwards and arm wrestling, which and is a boring thing to watch in the world. Arm wrestling, it's like watching golf. It's fucking boring to watch people arm wrestle. I'm
0: not watching it like for sport all I'm not like but mean, that was the movie. I'm not buying the... it a beer, dude. It's not taking your turn. But that
1: was the movie. That was it. like like it was supposed to be the big sporty climax, and it's just two guys arm wrestling. It's stupid. Uh it, it doesn't work as a film. There's no there's no like umph behind Sometimes, it. Sometimes really...
0: dude, you have to go into those dark places like a bar where arm wrestling is heavily gambled upon to win money to
1: save your son that movie and is, your truck that movie is as limp as me when i've had too much whiskey that movie afraid, is you know limp. What? i
0: think you're afraid of arm wrestling and so that's why you have some unbiased like this biased
1: shit, man i kick ass at arm wrestling uh,
0: uh, do you oh i i, I couldn't tell. I fucking you challenge have you. a lot of issues with it dude i challenge you i we would will arm I, wrestle. Dude, I will I arm you. wrestle you into the ground all right. I don't
1: think so, baby.
0: Get the scorpions ready.
1: Your fucking... your
0: hands gonna be stung, man.
1: Dude, they call me Stinger. I'll tell you what. Your I mean, fucking what? Bu- the pone in your arm is gonna pop out like in the fly. That's what's gonna happen. Well, I look forward. To I it. must break you, you and would. I will. <laughs> anyway, so he made it over the top. Uh, but let, okay. Let's let's meet on. Uh, let, let's meet on this. Uh, he also made another movie that was a huge think-bomb that I really like. Uh, and that movie is Oscar. Did you ever see Oscar? I've,
0: well, tell me the premise. I remember well, like... He, I think it's a
1: comedy. Person. It's a comedy. And he's a gangster who's trying to go straight because he made a promise to his, his mom or, or his dad or somebody, I forget, on, on his deathbed uh, that he would go straight. And it's based wow. on a play. So it's basically just a lot of people walking in and out of doors. The majority of it takes place in his house. Uh, and it has him, and it has Marissa Tomei, and it has his uh, Tim Curry. Uh, it's really a fun, fun movie. And everyone hated it. Everyone panned it. I love it. I've watched it many times. I really enjoy that movie. So, it, you know, like, it, to each his own. Like, you love Over the Top, I love Oscar, and everyone else hates them. Let so, me ask you, you know?
0: star-studded cast, sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Very studded cast.
1: Mm-hmm. How
0: much... Arm wrestling is in this movie (laughs) in comparison to Over the Top.
1: (laughs) Zero. Much like every other movie ever made, there's no arm wrestling in Oscar because every other movie ever made in the history of movies knows that that's not a a fascinating thing to watch. It's not suspenseful. It's pretty much the worst uh, sport you could put in a movie.
0: It's building tension to win the money. There's gangsters there, they're gang, they're, you know, bike riders. By
1: moving f- on okay. uh there are other stallone movies <laughs> uh can i mention uh, no. a movie that changed my life sure um stallone made a movie in the 80s a total one-man army movie probably like to me this is this is his ultimate one-man army movie, even though he had the rambo movies this one is more ridiculous than any of the random movie rambo movies in my personal opinion and that's a little movie called cobra
0: Okay. That's I trust you've point. seen
1: Cobra, right? Yes. I hope so.
0: I have. Uh, I don't have as fond memories of it as I do of over the top, but uh well, I I, the right to exist.
1: Well, I <clears throat> I have extremely fond memories of Cobra because Cobra was the first R-rated movie I ever saw. And I was really excited. My dad let me watch this with him. And uh it scared the living Christ out of me. Because in this movie, Sloan is up against Uh, not bank robbers or, like, your typical action movie villains, you know, not drug dealers or any of that, he's up against an army of insane killers, people who kill just for the joy of killing, and that terrified me, dude, terrified me, that people killed, because I was, like, 10, it was, like, wait, people kill people just to kill them, just for the fun of it, just because it turns them on? That fucked with me a lot, dude, like, uh, like everything else I had seen, it was like, oh, people kill people because like it's, it's in a shootout and a robbery and they're bad guys. Okay, but killing just for the 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 lust of it, that really frightened me. And it looks Dude, like you have something to say there. I, okay. Well,
0: I was gonna say like I can pinpoint the exact time that I had that ex- the same exact thing you're saying. Okay. Uh, original escape, escape from Precinct Thirteen. Assault. Uh, assault, yeah, assault on Precinct Precinct Thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie where like just like shoots like the fucking the little girl eating ice yeah. cream i was like what the fuck yeah. Like that really for no, like, reason. I, just yeah, for no reason yeah for no reason just like shoots yeah. her i was like oh my god
1: yeah what? that shit is brutal it, it, dude. It, did,
0: it made no sense to me at the time like right. i couldn't i couldn't put it together like you said in well, other mean, movies they, 30, they,
1: you were only 32 so i was again, only
0: th- like... <laughs> i when i was 32 I uh, drank
1: some very, very good, beer.
0: good beer. No, but yeah, you're right. In <laughs> other movies, it's all the killing is is set up as a justified thing, like yeah, in well, your in, like in fairy tales understand. and in the Bible, they make it like you know killings good. Yes, but uh, <laughs> well, the
1: Bible does because the Bible's sick. But yeah, but no, like in all the other stuff, it's like it's she's not... eating ice cream, dude. He shoots right through her. He ice cream, shoots dude. her. Yeah, yeah. But no, in other movies, it's like <sighs> it's not justifiable. But it's like you understand why they're doing it. It's like. They're doing it because, like, they're, like, trying to kill off the cops to, like, keep them from arresting them from the bank robbery or whatever it is. Uh, but Solid Priestly 13, Cobra, they're just evil. And Cobra specifically, like, in Solid Priestly 13, he does it because he's just, like, a punk. But um, the, the villains in Cobra, that's their mission, is to kill people. They're, like, a group of serial killers. And that terrified me. Um, and, and I love it because it terrified me and, and uh, it it... Like warped my brain of we've talked about before. Like that's when like I started to get fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved Cobra uh, when I was young, and like I still have like a notebook from when I was ten years old with just like a bunch of drawings based on Cobra, and uh, I love it so much that the villain has this badass knife uh, where like the handle is is almost like brass knuckles, but like there's a bunch of razor sharp spikes on it. And I and I bought a duplicate of that knife. It's not plastic. It's a real fucking knife, and I've had it since I was seventeen years old. <laughs> I had to get I adult. had
0: a very good knife.
1: I, I had I to had get an adult big. to buy it for me at the fucking head shop of all places. It was in a bond shop. Wait, wait, wait!
0: Please tell me how th- did you wait outside for somebody and be like, "Hey, man, were you going to buy me this?" No, knife? no, no! Oh, this okay. is,
1: this makes it even funnier. Oh shit! I, I don't know. I don't want to. Eh, no, okay. I, I, let's just say I, got, I don't want to tell the whole story because it's um, <laughs> it's a little. It's stuff that I don't want everyone to know about my life, but an adult in my life bought it for me. Okay. Yes. okay. Uh, but I don't want to get into all of the details.
0: That's fine. But yeah. I like to picture you outside like you're trying to get a bum to buy you beer. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> hey, hey, if you, if, if I'll give you, if you, you, I'll know, give I'll you buy a, you a six I'll give pack you
1: a joint, yeah.
0: <laughs> you go in there and buy me that knife, man. Buy right, yourself right. a six pack. He just comes right. out with like two 18 packs of the cheapest beer, kicks you in the nuts and leaves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Runs away. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so is
0: it now uh, in a shadow box in your kitchen or something? No, like it's it's in,
1: it's in. Um, <laughs> I keep all of my weapons in uh in my bedroom in case I need them in the middle of the night. Of so I keep it beside my uh, thirty eight snub Nose special. It's right in there with that, and um I have a a high powered um flashlight, which the light is so intense that it blinds people if you point it at them, and the 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 head of it is also got this like intense metal material where you could smash out a window with it uh it's that strong you smash out a car window if you get trapped and it's also a taser uh so it's pretty badass and i got that with the the, i got the cobra knife in there with those
0: now you are licensed and bonded by the state are you not (laughs) (laughs) shut up boy
1: (laughs) no i i have a lot of i have a lot of guns i have a lot of weapons um That's Uh, crazy. That's
0: that's cool though. That like you got like that knife, like that you went and bought that specific knife.
1: Oh fuck! And and it is
0: funny that nowadays, like, uh, they do sell those kind of things at truck stops across the country, and I can very much attest to that. Uh,
1: Right, because you were a trucker for all those years.
0: I was no, I was a lot lizard. I was a lot lizard. You were a lot lizard. (laughs) You know, I was. I was given blowies and handies across the
1: country. (laughs) Handy jays by John. I saw
0: myself. Quite a few knives in those places. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, that's really like sad. to to this day. Every time you hear Waylon Jennings, you get a little a little tingle in the groin because I got like, you. if you don't, are you even alive? Right? Seriously, dude. Seriously, um, if Waylon doesn't get you wet, what will? Some new boys done got themselves in a mess of trouble. Mm hmm. Uh, so, Stallone. <laughs> no. Cobra. Uh, uh, two quick things about Cobra uh, that I want to that I want to say. Um, uh, uh, the, the one of them was was uh, the the knife. When they were filming the movie, the director uh, wanted to get. And by the way, the director of Cobra is the dad of the guy who directed Mandy, which you know I love, which is kind of amazing when you think about it. Uh, both Cosmato's, but anyway, I know you don't like Mandy because you're wrong. You think Over the Top is a good movie, so you're clearly wrong. Anyway, in, when they were filming Cobra, <laughs> I see you biting your tongue, and it's adorable.
0: No, I'm just <laughs> making notes to edit all this out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, when they're making Cobra, they want like the knife was such a a um, I don't know a weapons fan boner that they really wanted to like highlight it, and they did. <laughs> But, like, they were trying to get, like, the perfect gleam off the knife uh, in the big climax where uh, they're in the, uh, in the steel mill or whatever. And they're, like, you know, Stallone's fighting the bad guy and he's got the knife. And uh, they couldn't get it just right. They wanted to get a glare to it. And they couldn't get it just right with the knife when the guy was holding it, Brian Thompson, who's the terrifying killer in that movie. Uh, they couldn't get it just right. So what they did is they built this giant replica. You know, it was, like, the size of a surfboard. They built what? this replica of the knife just so they could film one shot of light gleaming off of the blade. One shot. They built a, a giant version of the knife. Uh, All right. If you tell
0: me that that is down in your kitchen right now, I am driving to your house.
1: Oh, it's, you know it is, baby. Oh, uh, but- no, I wish it was. And I wish it was signed by Ed O'Neill. Uh, for no reason, and as, Al Bundy. <laughs> as Al, Bundy. <laughs> Al Bundy, Al Bundy, number thirty three yeah. on the night for no reason. Ah, <laughs> uh, no reason. Yeah, well, okay. So one other quick thing about Cobra before we move on. Um, as I said, the uh, uh, Cobra like was my was a big introduction introduction to me of terror, and um, it is borderline horror in a lot of ways. Even though it's definitely an action movie, definitely a one man army movie. It's it's insane, great car chase and all that. Uh, but, uh, I liked that movie so much that I was, like I said, I was like 11 or something when it came out on uh, VHS right. and I went to the video store, the local video store, video express shouts out. You're not even around anymore, but I'm shouting you out. Um, this was back with the, during the days of the mom and pop video store. And I lived in a little podunk country town, so we didn't have blockbuster or any of that yet. Uh, although, years later, we got one, and I worked at the fucking place. Anyway, Also,
0: allegedly, you did burn down that mom-and-pop video store.
1: No, I burned down Blockbuster if I was smart. Because that was a horrible place to work. And everyone's all like nostalgic about Blockbuster. That was a horrible place to work, dude. They were really a terrible company to work for. Anyway, um, and so I was glad when Netflix destroyed them. Anyway, this was a mom-and-pop video store called Video Express... I wrote a short story later called Video Express in homage. That's unrelated. I went there and what I was. What's that like, in? It's in Growing Dark. It was my first book. It's a short story collection. Growing okay. Dark. Okay. Cool. Uh, anyway, uh, available available from Blue Juice. Uh, it shouts out Tom, my buddy Tom. Tommy. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, Cobra. Uh, the when the movie like you know like the video store had a poster of it up in the window. And it's, like, that great picture of Stallone with, like, the red background. He's got the fucking match in his mouth, and he's just looking all badass. And it's, like, this, like, painting, though. Because back in the day, everything was drawn, like, for posters. It wasn't photographed. It was fucking sweet. So, like, it's this thing of him. And I I said to the guy, I was like, please, 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 when you're done with this, here's my phone number. Please call me. I really want this poster. And he was like, all right, kid. And so he did. He held it for me. And then when he was done with it, he called me. So I went and I got it. And that poster went up on my wall when I was 12, and, you know, I put it up there with, like, tacks and whatever. Uh, to this day, to this day,
0: mm-hmm.
1: 80 years later,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I still have that poster. And it's, it's framed now, but it has all the tack holes in it from when I was young and everything. I still have the poster. It's in my living room as we speak.
0: And I that is this. that is a load-bearing poster. If I'm not, it is <laughs> so yeah. like if
1: you tear it down, the whole house falls the apart. Whole ho- yeah, I told you it's a hundred year old house, but, uh, but no, that's
0: like, that's like, cool though. I did that, that. Was
1: the first movie poster I ever had, and it, yeah. and I cherish it because of that. It like go you because know, I have a lot of movie posters in my house, they're all framed. <laughs> I got a Big problem Little China, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Maniac pieces, all these horror things. Uh, But that was the first one that really started my obsession. And over the years, I did that to a lot of uh, video stores. And then when I started working at Blockbuster, I started bringing a lot of stuff home, cardboard cutouts of In the Mouth of Madness and, and stuff like that. Uh, and I had posters yeah. for movies that I wasn't even that into. Like, I had a fucking quick change poster. If anyone remembers that Bill Murray movie, I had the fucking poster for that for some reason. I just, like, brought these things home. You know, I, I and, and uh, like, I was obsessed with it. And I wish I still had a lot of those. In fact, you know what? This what? is a sad story. This is how much of a dick my old man was. Um I had a lot... My room was full of posters. uh, And I had... The, po- the original like now on v- VHS poster for warlock uh, with julian sands love that movie,
0: movie. Um, oh, I and,
1: I- and i had uh, the poster for halloween 4 which is my favorite of the of the halloween sequels
0: sure
1: and they were like the official release video store posters and my dad was mad at me i don't even remember what for but he went to my room and ripped apart all of my posters to like punish me he tore them all to pieces and and oh. so I lost all of those posters. Uh, what else? Do we want to talk about more Stallone movies? I think we're running long. We should probably move on to Schwarzenegger. Okay. Right? Okay. We'll we'll move on. No, I, no. I, if you have I, another Stallone Schwarzeneg- uh, a Stallone one. Do no, that. no,
0: no, no. That's that's good because I, I really feel like I I I was passionate about over the top, and I I just want to leave. You it cried
1: that. about that already. You shed many tears. I know tears.
0: that was where I that was where I leave it. Okay. Fine. Okay, well, he on.
1: did do many other great movies. He did yeah. Tango and Cash and wow. Rhinestone, which is hilarious. Uh, he did a lot of great movies. He yeah. did a lot of things. Yeah, he but did none of them the
0: were top. over the top, except for no, over the top.
1: Uh, no, like that was really none of them. So a- Arnold Schwarzenegger, there was, was bottom of the barrel, right on. Schwarzenegger. Let's move on to Schwarzenegger. Okay, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, goes on from being a a foreigner. Uh, world champion bodybuilder into films and more power to him. Uh, mm-hmm. He did Conan, as we talked about. He did Red Sonia, and then he moved on to The Terminator and Commando. Terminator, of course, iconic. Did Predator, which we talked about, also iconic. Great movies. Yeah. Uh, and really became one of the biggest action stars there were. And along with Stallone, helped invent the one-man army genre.
0: He did. And I think where... Uh, Arnold succeeds where uh, Stallone failed. I don't know if you can say failed or just didn't succeed as hard. Is in those roles where he wasn't uh, kill him up like like last action hero and oh. like jingle all the way.
1: Are you gonna tell me uh, you like those stink bombs?
0: Yeah, because they were suc- oh the, the, like like Arnold was actually like funny in those. He was like a not uh, a guy. I think I another one. Anyway. He Go did some
1: comedy. He did some comedies that I do <clears> appreciate, <throat> like Twins, for example. Twins is really funny,
0: but you're just gonna, act- I mean, it is, but you're just going to say that because Danny DeVito's in it.
1: No, I'm going to say because Kelly Preston's in it, and she was super hot. Rest in power, Kelly Preston. No, the, wow. no, that movie is actually really funny, and and Schwarzenegger has done some very funny stuff. Like True Lies is one of my favorite uh, Schwarzenegger films because it's like it's total action one man army movie, but it's really funny too. I love that movie. Um... Really love it, uh, but yeah, dude. Last Action Hero, like that's one of the biggest stink bombs of all time. Like that's like one of the biggest money losing films in cinema history. It was fine. And it's no, it's not fine. It, it was, uh, it was, it lost more money than almost any other movie in cinema history because it was so bad. People hated it that much. And and granted, I want to say right off the bat, just because other people doesn't don't like, just because the majority doesn't like something, doesn't mean it's bad. Uh, I want to say that right off the bat. Right. But that movie no. sucks, dude. That movie really sucks. I wanted uh, to like it. I wanted to. But I, dude, it's bad.
0: I'm, you know, I'm pretty stupid, dude. So I don't know. Like in you my barometer, it was fine. Plus, uh, you were stoned. I was like 12 <laughs> or something. And
1: <laughs> you were stoned. Oh, <laughs> you were high on fruity pebbles or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wish that I got so soggy so quick.
1: Well, that's why you snorted them. That's why you snorted them. Yeah.
0: Oh, I caught you on that one. <laughs> all right. So, so maybe those what weren't was good. was the other
1: piece of shit you just mentioned? You said last jingle time.
0: all Here. the way. <laughs>
1: oh God, jingle on the way. Oh my God.
0: With, you know, uh...
1: with the
0: with your favorite comic uh, Sinbad. I think he's your favorite, right? He's in that. Uh you know,
1: I even I don't even know what to say anymore. Like what? Like like you? What, dude? I you know I just happen <laughs> to be a little bit more
0: sensitive.
1: I think. It's more you know. sensitive. Yes, because... that's what it takes to enjoy Jingle All the Way. It's kind of like enjoying the Notebook, ladies and gentlemen. Like if you no, have a oh no, 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 no. You really, you really enjoy Jingle All the Way. It you was, know?
0: it was fine. You know, at the time I laughed.
1: How old were you? I was 25, I think, when that. Was. <laughs> yeah, <you were. laughs> Jesus Christ! That movie is fucking garbage. Another one that tanked big time. That was one of his biggest failures. That movie. Uh, so yeah, that's awful. Well, uh, well. But but they're both better than Junior. When you talk about like how Stallone was tricked into to stop my mom and I'll shoot, I almost wonder if he tricked St- uh, Schwarzenegger into doing Junior. That would be Jesus, ultimate the revenge. The movie where he was pregnant? Oh my god! Like you're talking about unwatchable movies. I mean, oh surprisingly, it made
0: so much money, though. It was like one of his biggest money makers, wasn't it?
1: No, not How? at all. Are you kidding me? Yes. You think Junior made more money than The Terminator and and Predator?
0: No, this is Enterprise? from the jokes.
1: Yeah, it's one a... of your it's one of your jokes. Um,
0: yeah. No, but that one was awful. Yeah.
1: Oh my god. But really? I think
0: I probably watched it in the theater as well.
1: Well, that's the thing with both of them is they both made, they both ventured into comedy and didn't have as much success as they did with action movies. Uh, Granted, here and there, they had ones that that did work and were popular. You know, like even Tango and Cash, that that has a comedy element to it. It's Stallone Mm -hmm. and Kurt Russell, shouts out Kurt Russell, who was also kind of a one-man army uh, star when it came to, like, escape from New York and stuff.
0: Your shouts out to Kurt Russell.
1: I love you, Kurt Russell. I'm wearing your big trouble shirt. Um, uh, so yeah, he was he was kind of like a one-man army guy on the side. You know, like he he wasn't really like the big muscle bound stallone type or anything. He was more of like the 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 funny guy, the wacky guy like in Tango and Cash. But he was also doing movies like Overboard. Uh, But then he also did, like, really badass stuff with Carpenter. Like, he did The Thing, which is my favorite horror movie of all time. So he was kind of eclectic. He was more eclectic than the Stallone and Schwarzenegger were.
0: Absolutely. But it was just like the Stallone (laughs) Stallone and Schwarzenegger thing is like, you know, when Kiss had to do all their solo albums just to get it out of their system. Right. And then be like, you know what? This sucks. Unless we're Kiss. (laughs) Unless we suck as Kiss together. Yes. We're not going to be successful.
1: And even as Kiss, we suck, but, but in an awesome way. Yeah,
0: I love Kiss, so fuck all that. I know there's some, whatever anybody wants to say no, about no, no, them, but
1: let, let, let me just let me just say this right here now. I really love Kiss too.
0: Okay, see, and this is why we're on a podcast together. We're legally we married in 17 states.
1: We go together you, you, like shubapa
0: And you have bequeathed your things to. I mean, this is why people see. You might think like, oh, look at them argue; they hate each other. No. No. Love, no. love each other that Deeply. much.
1: And that's why we yell at each other because yeah, it's all in to. love. Uh, but no, I I really like Kiss a lot. Uh, Lick it up is one of my favorite uh, '80s hair songs of all time because it's about it's about. You know, hey, ladies, you're supposed to give blowjobs. That's what it's about. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a great song. Uh, let's put the X in sex. You know, um, Heaven's on Fire, Love Gun. These are all their songs are about fucking. And 16, that's great.
0: 16. Like, yeah, know, th- like There's a lot of problematic issues you know in there. You but... know, there?
1: songs about fucking, those crybabies in Soundgarden and Stone Temple Pilots. Okay. They did not, but Kiss knew what was up. They did songs about fucking. And God bless Kiss. But at the same time, they're cheesy as hell. You gotta admit, they're cheese well, it, it, to the max. Yeah, yeah,
0: but it was just like like I'm saying, like they they realized like, okay, we can't not we can't be successful if we're not doing kiss. So it's like no. boom, we gotta even come
1: when back. they weren't wearing the makeup, it was yeah, just like it was the awful. fucking makeup come on. On. Come on yeah, like first the, the of all, you guys you are was, fucking ugly. You guys yeah, are ugly
0: fucking ugly as fuck, dude. Ugly as sin,
1: but a sweet gal and a hell of a good <laughs> cook. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing you get that reference.
0: Oh God, yeah. Where was it from? <laughs> uh,
1: hey, okay, so you didn't. No, it's Christmas vacation. It's yeah. Christmas vacation. No, Rain I knew quick. it. I yeah.
0: knew I was from. I just couldn't. Well, oh, she's
1: ugly as sin, but a sweet gal and a hell of a good cook. <laughs> I love that vacation. Oh yeah, it's one of the good ones. Um, it, full. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, so we're moving. Uh, we're going through Schwarzenegger now. Uh, of course, he's he's best known for Terminator. The Predator, uh, but he had a lot of other really badass movies, uh, including True Lies, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, but then, like much like Total Stallone, recall. like Total Recall, fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, love Total Recall, uh, right? But much like Stallone, as the '80s came to an end and as the '90s picked up, they still had some power. But then, as the '90s went on, they kind of fizzled out, and that's where you get like End of Days with schwarzenegger which is not very good a and you get or and, and you get like stallone's version of get carter which is only good in a so bad it's good kind of way uh and i've talked at length about get carter and ted lewis and michael K I like, i talked about that before on the show so i won't get into it uh yeah. but um but yeah so they kind of both like piddled out and uh like in different ways like stallone ended up doing all these direct-to-video uh, embarrassments like ICU and uh, avenging Angelo. And Schwarzenegger went into politics, which is even more disgraceful. Uh, he became a governor. Yeah. He became yeah. the governor of California because celebrities always win. That's why we have Donald Trump. All uh, Anytime a celebrity runs for office, they win, just because they're celebrities. Sonny Bono, Clint Eastwood, they just fucking win. That's just what happens. Um, and so we're counting on you, Stallone to save us? No, I'm kidding. Please, please. <laughs> Stallone would win. It doesn't matter what office he ran for. You could run for president; he'd win because uh, it's a celebrity thing. Vote for win.
0: Stallone. Smiles manly. That's <laughs> fine. I've, I'm voting. I you got know it.
1: what? In fact, uh, he could put this nation over the top.
0: Boom! Fuck you. All right. Take my vote.
1: <laughs> right. He could do it, baby. He could do it. Uh, anyway. Well, that's uh, it,
0: folks. No more. So let's good night. just I, I go off on that, right? Like,
1: yeah. let's hope Stallone hears it and, and like, he runs. Uh, but, you know, no, no one of my lucky like, you, you do some Republican shit because he's rich. Anyway. Um, uh, so, yeah, like, they both kind of, like, petered out Right. Uh, as far as films goes. But there's been a resurgence of, as late of, uh, you know, based on nostalgia, uh, and that kind of started with the Expendables films that Stallone did, where he got everyone together. Uh, you know, Dolph Lundgren and Mickey Rourke and and um, Jason Statham, which was more of like a newer guy. Uh, Jet Li, also a newer guy, but action stars. Uh, but then the sequel is where I think he really brought it up like expendables two was everything i wanted expendables to be but expendables wasn't like i was really disappointed in expendables but in part two he's got bruce willis and he's got chuck norris and and schwarzenegger's in it a whole lot more instead of than just the cameo there was in the first one and they really pull it off and the, god there's that glorious scene where the, like they're in the airport and they're fighting terrorists and you've got stallone schwarzenegger and bruce willis side by side shooting machine guns at bad guys and my inner child just had a fucking orgasm, like it was. It's so awesome, it's, uh, yeah, and then and then that's like, you know. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's like a
0: super group band of a movie. Totally.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, the Dudes of Wrath. It's like when, which you may uh, even know,
0: you know, it's like when you had that very popular super group Democracy with Sebastian Bach, and you know the guy from Anthrax and. <laughs> Uh, the well, other guy from Anyway, it wasn't very it wasn't uh, John Bonham's son was in it. It doesn't matter.
1: Well, well that well, well that was the dudes of wrath which was before that. The dudes of wrath came together just for the soundtrack to the movie Shocker, the West Craven film Shocker.
0: Yeah. yeah. And weird. that was
1: that was the that was a really big deal. I might have talked about this on the show before. Uh, where like that that, that yeah. soundtrack was like the fusion of heavy metal of the time and horror films, and it was kind of a big deal. Like all the songs on that album were like Alice Cooper, Iggy Pop, De- uh, Desmond Child. Of course, did the majority of it. Dangerous Toys, Bonfire, uh, uh, but the, but the super group was was the dudes of the dudes of Wrath, which is such a stupid name, but it's great. Uh, but it, it Tommy Lee on drums and uh, Paul Stanley of Kiss on vocals with Desmond Child. And they had like uh, one of the guys from Def Leppard, and like it was like this big super group. Anyway, we're not talking about that, but I wanted to mention it.
0: No, but it is like it's the equivalent of like yeah. those movies were like a super group that they put together and took on tour that was successful. Yes. Like,
1: yeah, like everything
0: like you wanted. Was... They played all the hits. They got right to the chorus. <laughs> the they, they brought on Chilly was... Willy right when you wanted him. Like it was the, that, <laughs> the it,
1: Expendables was the greatest hits in a way of of action movie stars they got everybody together and as the movies went on they got different people and like I, like i said i don't really like the first one i thought it was like a, a an utter disappointment but the sequel was everything i wanted the first one to be it was super action packed uh and it had um you know they added some people onto it like van dam was the bad guy and his name is villan like it was such a lazy thing like villan is the name of the villain it was so fucking funny <laughs> But God damn it, that movie is so much fun. It really is. Uh, and like the first one they kind of tried but didn't work. It came off like a beer commercial. It's like yeah, they're playing darts and tattooing each other. It's like uh, if you get any more typical male, you're gonna be gay. you know like it was it was a little much. Uh, but the sad thing is, is after that Mickey Rourke wasn't in it. And Mickey Rourke, as I said, is my favorite actor and he wasn't in the sequels, which is a shame. Cause like in the first one, you never get to even see him take up a gun. He just kind of hangs out and he has the one bit of like actual acting to the movie yeah. <laughs> where he talks about like the people he killed or whatever. Uh, but then like, so Expendables 2, dynamite, they get Chuck Norris in it and everything. Expendables 3, not as good. But it, but you know, like they had Mel Gibson as the villain, and Mel Gibson is a piece of shit, as we yeah. all know. He was the villain in Expendables 3. Uh, not a big fan of Part 3. Uh, Bruce Willis was not in it because he wanted too much money. Uh, and so they replaced him with Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford rules, don't get me wrong. But he's in it. Uh, one thing I did like is they finally brought back one of the African-American badasses, Wesley Snipes. Now they didn't do that in the first two and I remember being like what the fuck like I was really mad and I ne- not necessarily for Wesley Snipes I was like where's Carl Weathers which we talked about earlier with uh, he was Apollo in the Rocky movies and and he was also in yeah. Predator I was like where the fuck is Carl Weathers why isn't he in an Expendables movie it's unacceptable it's uh away. like no, you keep saying that. Like that's your thing through this episode. Everyone's dead, according to you. And they're not. He's totally alive.
0: I'm speaking <laughs> from the beyond. From the
1: beyond, yes. We're all you're dead. You're having visions like you did with, with Wilford Brimley, where you're like, You're gonna die. <laughs> I remember that very well, clearly.
0: That was yeah. yeah, that's what I said. And you so.
1: blew the black dust in his face, like you know, you had to get the use out of that that gree before it expired, you know. I um, remember I was there. Well you did it, motherfucker. I was the witness. I remember she, peeing myself. Keane gut forever. punched
0: me and I appreciate I respect it. I had yeah, you know, shout out I had, out to, Kane, I had right. to be taken down. But yeah. you know, uh, Brimley You're had it coming. He by had it.
1: it might as well be Kane. Uh, he had it coming. Brimley. Brimley? Yep. Rest in power. Sure. Sure, rest in power. I don't even know where we were anymore. <laughs>
0: Expendables. How many of those did they do? Four, they or five, did
1: three. They did three. Oh, they
0: only did three. Okay.
1: They only did three. Uh, like I said, they brought back Wesley Snipes, which was a good move. Uh, but I wanted Car- I want Carl Weathers back, and I want Mr. T back. But Mr. T, uh, he's difficult uh, in the sense that he is super Christian and doesn't want to be in anything that involves intense violence. In fact, uh, when they did the A Team remake, which I wouldn't have watched anyway, yeah. uh, of course the A T remake it's super you know because it was done in modern times it's super action packed and people get killed and Mr T of like all the all the people that were in the original A Team have a cameo in the in the new one the remake and Mr T was invited but he was like no I'm not doing it because. People get killed in this movie, and in the original A Team show, no one ever got killed. We could we could take down the bad guys without killing them, and so you refused to do it. So that's honorable in and of itself. I respect that, uh, but he could never be in an Expendables movie because of that uh, belief that he has that he doesn't want to be involved in anything where he uh, kills people. And, and uh, you, you know,
0: you can only pity the fool so much. You, no, you can't.
1: And and you he needs
0: it. to really put on his big boy pants and get in there, and start killing. All right, I want to see B. A. Baracus. I want to see Clubber Lang. I want to see these. Would, I want to see these characters I, together, like to a split see, screen, parent trap type situation.
1: I would love to see Mr. T, uh, who was larger than life in the '80s. Uh, I would love to see him come back in Expendables Four. It's probably not going to happen. I respect his decision. I respect his No, I really do. I respect I his moral beliefs. I know you don't, but I do. I respect his moral beliefs. I really do that he doesn't want to be filmed fiction even fictionally, you know, uh killing people. You know, like okay, that's his personal moral beliefs. I respect that. I do. But that said, I would love to see him shooting a bunch of fucking guys, killing terrorists. Just blasting people to bits, I, I would love it.
0: Couldn't they do his scenes where it's like, you know, he's like shooting and all the guys are like, oh no, I'm stunned. And they don't show blood, you know, and they're like, i guess they alive, could. But, but worry.
1: Just, I guess they could, but they don't even, he doesn't want to even be a part of a film where people are being killed. He well, that's
0: disappointing because his whole persona was based on being a badass. And badasses no badasses badass. no one to hold them and no one to fold them.
1: But he never killed Badass. anybody uh-huh. on all of, like all of his badassery. He never killed anybody in the but... a team or any of his any of the other things he did. He, he certainly just... didn't in DC cab. You know what, dude? Did
0: you, <laughs> you if know? you ever ate Mister T cereal? You, course, I guarantee yes. you that he killed some people with that shit.
1: He might have because that that was garbage. That was it was
0: like Mister it was like Mister <laughs> like Crunch. I was going to say Mister Crunch it was like Captain Crunch, <laughs> but sharper. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was. It was. There was like metal shavings, like the crusty cereal. Like the crusty, yeah. <laughs> Find the metal O oh, and win a prize.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, that was terrible. But I did uh, eat it. And pi- I all right, did so
1: so before, before, like, okay, okay, I think we've done enough. All right, all right. Talking about Arnold versus Sly, so let's do like, let's say if we have to weigh them both, uh, here were their two big rivalries. I think it was who made better movies. And who had the better physique. Now, Stallone got himself down to such a low body, uh, such a low percentage of body fat that it was insane. Uh, like he was so fucking ripped. It was, it was a beautiful thing to see. Uh, and he was, and he was very muscular, super jacked, but. He was not a in, professional bodybuilder.
0: In what year was were you ta- are you talking about in,
1: right now? In the 80s. In the in 80s. 80s. Okay. No, so like, as, as Rocky look,
0: progressed, he... No, as Rocky progressed. Like,
1: like, if that. you watch okay. Rocky Five, the guy has, like, 1% body weight. Like, it's amazing he, he didn't pass out. Like, he is so fucking shredded. But at the same time, he's really muscular. He's not, like, scrawny, like, shredded, you know? Like, some people do that and they're like, oh, I'm so cut. I'm like, yeah, but you look like a skeleton, you know? Uh... He He wasn't that you're saying. Yeah. He was fucking, he was, he was still big, you know, like you watch Rambo two or Rocky three and he is fucking jacked. He is a beautiful hunk of man meat right there. Okay. Well, Um, but he was not a professional bodybuilder. Arnold Schwarzenegger was leaps and bounds above Stallone. When it came to bodybuilding, he was like, there is no contest uh he was a total champion he had muscle on top of muscle to the point where it was freakish you know he was like the perfect male specimen uh like i'm straight and i and i am aroused by how beautiful schwarzenegger was in his prime
0: so was his maid
1: uh, yes yes she was that
0: is correct <laughs> <laughs>
1: You are correct, sir. That sounded like you're like yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) stroke. Bye. All right. So Um, I would say Arnold totally wins for best body. Would you agree?
0: Um. Yeah. Yes. For all of those reasons.
1: Good. I'll move Uh, on. I
0: I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. How you? Uh, but, but I would say that this It was like,
0: Mister Fucking
1: Universe.
0: As from my perspective, I looked at Rocky, growing as like, I could attain that physique as Rocky because he was trim. But you know, Stallone is like—I uh, mean, Schwarzenegger is—he was always huge. Like he was to, the pinnacle. I, like yeah. I don't even understand how you put on that bulk. Like you had that one controversial episode we had where you were eating a pound of uh wheat for like every gram of protein no no
1: and I'll go no I'll correct myself. Okay. It was not a pound. Killed a bunch
0: of lambs or something. Was,
1: no, a- no, no. i correct myself on this. <laughs> I accidentally said a pound of protein per pound of body weight is what I was easing, eating. And that's impossible. I would have died. No, it was it was a it was a gram of protein per pound of body weight. So I was getting two hundred and thirty grams of protein a day and it, it blew out my kidneys and I ended up having kidney stones. Um so that's what that was.
0: Rest and power,
1: rest and power to my kidneys. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't.
0: So, so, no, I'll give you that. Like he, like Schwarzenegger, surely did know what he he was doing, and and like he even has. He was know, the best. He was, yeah. But uh, I don't really know that world as well as you do. So I'm just like looking right. at it from my perspective. And no, dude, he was. Uh,
1: like I'm, a, I'm about to have fucking shoulder surgery. You know, like that's like I'm, I'm old, so I don't have the fucking like, bodybuilder intensity that I once had, and it makes me feel sad and old, but um, hopefully after I have my shoulder surgery I can get back into it the way I I dream of doing. Anyway, um, uh, shit, I'm lost now. Well, you're having that, uh,
0: that, like, uh, claw arm grafted on from the Masters of the Universe character Claw Arm. Yes. Uh, right? Uh, Chomper, what was his name? Stone... Anyway, it doesn't matter. You're getting one of those. So they I made think it's just
1: for the fucking movie because yeah. as we've discussed, like they yeah. didn't bring any of the characters we love. They just made up their own, those bastards. So, so Schwarzenegger had the better body. Uh, yeah, he's more fuckable that. of the two, even though they're both okay. gorgeous. All right. Uh, but Stallone, I'm going to say it here now. He made not, not, uh, not uh, like the whole discovery, but if I had to like pick the better movies, like, Rocky is the best out of all the movies he made, and out of and like and, and compared to all the sword singer movies, Rocky, the original Rocky, is the greatest. And and like I give him more props not only because he was in it, but he wrote the screenplay
0: and won an Oscar for it.
1: And won an Oscar, like so that that's undisputable. Kind
0: of- that it rock so that puts Rocky in a completely different. You should it you you should view it in a different way because it's totally. not. It's not like a summer blockbuster. It's not what they what they went on to become known for, you know. Right. So I, I agree with you completely in that Absolutely, regard. Stallone yeah. made, like, the better, he he made, film. made the
1: better. He film. won He made the better film. And have you in seen that? Run.
0: Have you seen that, Dick?
1: Uh, uh oh, the Italian stallion porno.
0: Oh, I mean, so have you seen his cock? Stallone? nice one. <laughs> we got to stop talking about all this cock no, stuff. This
1: is true. This is true. Yeah, we got to stop talking about the gay. People are gonna think we're really gay. Um, but no, uh, no. Stallone in his, in the seventies he did a he did a softcore porno film. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was called, like they renamed it. Like it was called something else, but they renamed it The Italian Stallion after Rocco became, uh, Rocky became a, a a sensation. They renamed it The Italian Stallion, yeah. uh, and like it got wider distribution. Uh, so I thought maybe you're referencing that when you're talking about his dick.
0: I I, uh, I did know about that, but I don't know why I was going with that either.
1: So, shall we get on to our next topic? We were going to talk about a little bit more about uh, the One Man Army guys and uh, what they've done since. Shall we get on to that? Yes, let's get on to that. All right. So, yeah. we're, without further ado, without more bullshit about Wes and, and dicks and chopping mall and how he much he loves it, Yep. we're going to get into our next topic, which is. One, two, three, four! <laughs> Where are they now? Oh, God. Where are they now? Where are they now? The one-man army men.
0: This is more of like a, like a, what have, like, where are they now? Yes, but like, what what have they become? Uh, As far as like being able to put movies out anymore, or if they're becoming like some kind of weird parody, like beyond a parody of themselves. So Steven Seagal is who I really want to talk about, and let's just just, just just get right into that. First of all, I I almost would have
1: saved him for the end because he's the cherry on the cake of where they This
0: might take the whole rest of our time, dude.
1: It might take the whole rest of the show. Yes,
0: this (laughs) is a guy who like really Uh, thought highly of himself in all of his movies that were popular. Then, like, I don't even know what happened. He became a cop. Uh, he lived in
1: South
0: Korea. Uh, he he he
1: became a cop in the same way that like the mentally challenged kid in the neighborhood to become a cop where like the cops were all like, okay, you know, like, why don't you come? We're going to give you a little honorary badge made out of plastic and you're a cop now, but But he he took it seriously. He he was like, let's make a reality show out of this shit. I'm a cop. You know, like, like he was such a like pretentious douchebag that he took it seriously. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and um, uh, I, I understand he was not the nicest person to work with on set. No,
1: and and to... there were many uh, accusations against him yeah. sexual harassment, so, yeah.
0: especially when it came to uh, females working with him.
1: Yeah, and now
0: he's like this fat hunk of shit out Man. in like somewhere, and he's doing these weird fake karate videos on YouTube. Like he's still something like that. He's got these weird powers.
1: Well, he still I, I makes care. some movies, too, like these direct-to-DVD oh. Oh. garbage oh. movies. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, the, the thing I love is, like, back in the day when he was uh, somewhat of a name, all of his movies had, like, three words for the titles. It was, like, uh, above the law, you know, out for justice, you know, uh l- l- my let go of my hamburger whatever the fuck like there are all these like very like you know let go of my hamburger is a great film by the way it was definitely his best well but, it was uh...
0: shelved for a long time and then they put it out after you know after his he, death, because yeah,
1: as we definitely. as we were saying, everyone's dead. On this I
0: show. wish he he, <laughs> wish he was dead. He's just he is just really terrible. Um, he
1: is. He's a piece of shit. And man. I was
0: never a, a Steven Seagal fan. Uh, Who the hell was, I'm not like, saying that I was like Jesus. all like, oh, I can't believe he became such a piece of shit. Like I, I would you know, I just know of his stuff like maybe an ancillary sense of where I watched a couple of his movies and was like, what. All right. So this guy's I, got a ponytail. Yeah, he does and he like flips people Yeah, I never got
1: him. into his stuff. Even when he was like the early stuff like Hard to Kill and Out for Justice and all the other three word movie titles. Yeah. Uh I never understood the draw of him. For one thing, he wasn't muscular. Okay. You know that what? was a big that was a big deal with me. Because I had this borderline homoerotic uh fascination oh. with the big muscly guys, and that's why I got into bodybuilding. Um uh yeah, and he wasn't a fat fuck like he is now, but he just wasn't muscular. Uh, and he had a ponytail, which is not masculine uh, to me. So, Well, no. He had a it's... ponytail.
0: I know. What the I fuck said is that. that? I said that earlier. I was like, what? This guy's got a ponytail and we're supposed to, like, fucking lose our shit or something? Yeah, like,
1: we think he's cool after that. Like,
0: what, why don't you just give him one earring and fucking...
1: Right. You no, know? like it's, And you know what? It's okay. And hot pants on. and say it's fine. If it's, it's okay if he has long hair. Yeah. Like Conan what? or L- Lorenzo Lamas, the Renegade, right. but to have it in a ponytail, not not macho. We don't need it. No, um, that's like it, I have long hair, but I can't deal with it being wild and untamed and macho. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna put it back in ponytail and put, you know, uh, uh, you know, fucking Crisco in it or whatever he did to slick it back and be super lame.
0: Yeah, he is. He is definitely awful um and uh so we don't have a huge amount of time yeah that, we've been uh, that this recording this will off, give us show. but i do uh, want to go and say like you know van Dam. uh i still love van Dam. like he did that jcvd movie where he kind of like like parodied himself a yeah little, like yeah. some weird fourth wall breaker yeah. I, I suggest that if you i if anybody hasn't watched that out there and you're even remotely interested in this kind of stuff watch that movie it's called jcvd and he like breaks the fourth wall immediately and and talks about how he like it's it's really good.
1: He's got another deal <laughs> going on right now. Speaking of where are they now, he's doing a Netflix movie
0: really? uh,
1: coming out. So- yeah, no, he is uh, coming out soon where it's kind of like a almost like the My Name Is Bruce. I don't know if you ever saw that with Bruce Campbell, of yeah. where he kind of plays himself and like you know plays into like the tropes of, of yeah. who he is. Uh, Van Damme's doing one like that where he, I don't think he plays himself. Necessarily, but he basically gets thrust into like a scenario like that where he has to be the action hero, and it's like you know uh, action, but also comedy. Um, and, right. And, no, and, man, and,
0: and and like my name is Bruce. It, you know, it's it's like every other Bruce Campbell movie that he's in. You know, plays Bruce Campbell.
1: Right. Well, but, but he literally plays Bruce Campbell. I know. Yeah, you know, he plays it's like a like John Malkovich exaggerated too. version of himself, and people in the town think like. Uh, well, you can fight this evil demon because you were an e- evil dead in the or whatever. Yeah, and apparently that's what this this upcoming Van Damme Netflix thing is. Okay. Uh, so I'm ex- so like I'm excited about that. And Van Damme definitely has a sense of humor, uh, and I and I definitely appreciate uh, the stuff that he's done in recent years uh, yeah. because he is so self-deprecating and and kind of cool. Self-aware. In-
0: he, he he self-aware.
1: Knows. Yeah. He knows yeah, what's yeah. Going on.
0: Um, absolutely, absolutely. Chuck Norris, we talked about him. He became like the, you know, so many memes and weird shit about like, right. and then I'll punch your face like Chuck Norris. Right. right uh, right. but then he's like, also, isn't he really conservative or something? He is.
1: Like, he's a real yeah. right wing douchebag. Yeah, so um, fuck
0: him. Uh, he's not that tough. Van Damme. Like he ass. had
1: this thing with expendables too, when he was in it, where even though people are getting brutally murdered through the entire movie, just bullets through the face, he was like, well, I, I don't want to have any profanity in the movie. Not just him. Not just him saying anything profane. He didn't want the other actors to say the F word and stuff because it was unchristian. And it's just like, give me a fucking break. So you're okay with people getting butchered through the entire movie, but someone s- drops an F bomb and that's that's offensive?
0: It's not. So yeah,
1: he, he's kind of a douchebag too. Um, but, you know. I- those are the
0: ones that I had. I don't the ones that I wanted to touch on. Did you want to say anything else? Well, as far
1: as where are they now? Yeah. Uh Schwarzenegger and Stallone they still do movies. Particularly yeah, well, Stallone. They're,
0: they're on top. Still, I I mean, I don't know if we had to like.
1: They still do stuff. Yeah, they've kind yeah. of like come back because and and here's the 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 thing that I really wanted to touch on as we wrap this up okay. is the one man army thing is a dinosaur. It is a thing of the past. We don't have people to replace these guys. You know, we don't have the next Bruce Willis, the next Stallone, the next Schwarzenegger uh, to, to like, you know, like they almost tried to do it with Jason Statham and Vin Diesel and these guys. And it never worked out. It never panned out because they're just not, it's just not the same. Uh, people don't watch those movies anymore. People as a whole don't want those movies anymore, but guys our age, old men like us, we want those movies. We love those movies. And it's a thing of the past. It's just over, dude. It's it's over. Much like our lives, it's over.
0: I have two words for you, dude. Mm. Channing Tatum. Wrong. You're
1: Wrong. Probably right. You're probably right. I don't know. I'm totally right. No, there's no there's, one. There's no one, there, there's no one yeah. to, to take up the reins. Everything now is superheroes. Everything oh, is yeah, it's going to take us e- a while to get
0: past this.
1: That's that's Still. what action movies are now. They're all superhero movies. Uh the 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 age of the gun-toting uh psychopathic uh renegade uh, is is gone. It's gone, dude. Uh it was it was a thing of the 80s. It was it was like the perfect thing for that time and it's over now. Uh, But it will always have its place in movie history and in our hearts and uh, the end.
0: Like cocaine and big fake tits, the 80s will always have a place in our hearts.
1: Particularly big tits for me. I never really cared for cocaine, but I've always loved big tits. And I continue to love big tits. Hail tits.
0: Speaking of hail tits... um... If you want to talk to our supervisors, please call the Corey hotline.
1: <laughs> well, the funny thing about that is we're our supervisor. You call the Corey hotline and you just get us. Yeah. Uh, so hey, before we wrap up. Yeah. We want we we to remind everybody of a little dog named Lulu. Uh, a little sweetheart pit terrier mix who desperately needs our help. Um, uh, her mom and dad will, are going to fix this dog up no matter what they love her that much. Uh, they're going to take care of her, but they could really use her help. They've already spent $4,000 and these are working people. These are hardworking people just like you, you, or me at least, uh, <laughs> busting your balls, uh, busting your balls. Yep. Dude. But no, like they're hardworking people. They're working class yep. people. Right. And you know, they don't have this money to just throw away. They're not, you know, uh richy rich like you were growing up. Right.
0: But they're and, willing uh, <laughs> to spend like but like and we talked about before, we've both been in this position where you just right. you gotta plunk
1: it down. You gotta do us, it, like because you, you love your dog, they're part of the yeah. family. They're part of exactly. the family. So they could really use your help. Uh Lulu needs ACL surgery. Uh and she's a young dog. It's not like we're asking you to contribute to a dog who's fifteen. And uh, and barely even knows they're alive, you know. And like
0: we're giving it a heart and brain transplant. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like no, she's a young dog. Like we just two need help. Old. She's two. two years old. Two. She just needs help to get this surgery so she can run and play again. And she's a sweetheart. She's a total sweetheart. There's a lot of uh, negative uh, views of pit bulls that they're all monsters, and that's fucking bullshit. It's people who make pit bulls monsters by forcing them to fight. So. You're totally wrong if you have that perception that they're all monsters. They they can be very sweet, yeah. gentle dogs. Well, I love
0: my dogs are pit mix rescues.
1: Right, so, right. Yeah. And are they monsters? No, no, no. Of course not. And no, every and like every pit I've had a, with the exception of one, every pit bull I've ever been and I was a professional dog trainer, so I've been involved in a lot of with a lot of pit bulls, and they've all been sweethearts with the exception of one. So, uh. Lulu, desperately needs your help. We have set up a GoFundMe page. If you go to Chris and John Wayne, and again, Chris with a K, so it's K-R-I-S and John Wayne dot com, it's right at the top. It's very easy to find. It's a GoFundMe page, so you know it's legit. Please give anything you can, even if you can only give a, a couple of bucks. I know this is a hard time for everybody. A lot of people are unemployed. You know, this whole COVID thing has fucked everyone right in the ass, but we really need your help, so please consider giving—even if it's a dollar, even if it's ten dollars, whatever it is—give it to Lulu. And and as a special bonus, on behalf of vital social issues and stuff, of Chris and John Wayne, Ooh. we are we are giving special giveaways to anyone yeah. who contributes to Lulu. Uh, if you go on our GoFundMe and give ten dollars or more, you will automatically be given and sent to you a special limited edition vital social issues and stuff with chris and john wayne sticker drawn show, them? Yeah, show it to the camera for those who are watching whoa look at that
0: it's an iridescent
1: iridescent
0: and this is a thick good quality tr- like legit sticker
1: so legit sticker and it's the Roy mask, as you know, we all love Roy. And that is hand-drawn by Mr. John Wayne Communali. So mm-hmm. you're getting a, a hand-drawn piece of art by John Wayne. Thank you. Uh anyone who gets who anyone who contributes more than 10 bucks automatically gets that sticker. All you have to do is screenshot it and send it to us. You can send it to either of our Facebook pages, you can send or- it to either of our Twitter pages, or you can send it to our official email.
0: Chris and uh, which is, uh, Vital Social Issues with Kristen John Wayne at gmail.com.
1: Well no, it's vital social issues and stuff.
0: And stuff, that's
1: right. Yes, it's And. Uh, let's 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 I'm correct sorry. it's vital social issues, the letter N and stuff at Gmail. At Gmail, that's it. Yeah so let's let's get that clear. It's a stupid long name for an email, but that's who we are. Uh, But if you send it to that or you send it to any (laughs) of our social medias, all you got to do is take a screenshot, take a screenshot that says, you know, you donated whatever amount to Lulu and you will be, you will automatically get a sticker. Now, if you contribute more than $10, whoa, holy shit. You are going to get something super special because you will be automatically entered into a, into a, a, uh, a raffle Uh, where you will get a super deluxe edition box set, and you will get your choice. You will either get a Christopher Triana box set, or you will get a John Wayne Caminale box set, whichever you choose. Your choice. You just let us know. Like Once we pick someone, uh, uh, and and, and whoever wins, you will get to decide who you want a special package from, and you will either get books by uh, myself or Mr. John Wayne, uh, and you'll also get stickers, Buttons, pens, whatever—you'll get all sorts of swag, uh, and you will be much loved and much appreciated. Uh, nice. And you'll—you might even—you know what? You might get a shout out on the show. Maybe. Whoa. Whoa. It so please. Thank you in. So please, again, ChrisandJohnWayne.com. You will find Lulu's GoFundMe right there. Please give whatever you can. This puppy is a super sweetheart and needs all the help we can give.
0: Yes, please go there and help her. Um, and I think that's it, dude. That's going to be us. So uh, as we've labored on about um, more things that you uh, hold important, I'm sure. Uh, we and it, take was you... <clears throat> it was
1: much manlier. It was much manlier than the last one. I mean, month. that's
0: probably debatable, but we'll see. We'll let No, the... it's we'll... definitely manlier this than, is for the
1: than grown men talking decide. about. It's definitely manual, manually. It's
0: manual. You're right. It's definitely I'm, I'm, manual. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm drunk at this point. I'm so. a
0: manular, You're a manual. No, no, like I drive this, a manual like transmission. This
1: was this it was, was the Charles Bronson episode, whereas the last one was the forty-year-old virgin episode. <laughs>
0: That's true. We are now, but we're also Charles Bronson in like Death Wish three, where. It's just uh, crazy. Super awesome? Yeah, super (laughs) awesome. That's where we're at. That is where we're at. We're at that level of super awesome. And you can check out that level of super awesome at chrisandjohnwayne.com, K-R-I-S. If you please, just remember kisses and (laughs) johnwayne.com. You can check all my stuff out at johnwayneisdead.com. Listen to my other podcast, John Wayne Lied to You, and uh, follow me at johnwayneisdead on everything that you can follow.
1: And check me out at ChristopherTriana.com. Uh, you can also find me at Coyote Chris on Twitter. It's K-O-Y-O-T-E-K-R-I-S. Excuse me for the burping. I'm drunk. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook and Instagram under my name, Christopher Triana, again, with the a K, K-R-I-S. Uh, and you can find me on all those things. Uh, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you if you've made it this far, uh, I speak for both of us, John Wayne and myself, when I say we love you, we love our listeners.
0: K is for kisses.
1: Just like sugar. Sugar kisses. Okay, we should stop now.
0: Meet me halfway across the sky. <laughs>